Now then, we're back. Couple of little things first I'd just like to mention. What an amazing couple of weeks it's been. I did happen to drop on the host's site, uh, the Host Out podcast, and we have had 40,000 downloads and listens across the world. I really appreciate every one of you that's took the time to download and listen, along with those of you that have took your time to come on. If you could just do one little thing for me, jump on iTunes, leave us some feedback and share it with like-minded friends. Now, I don't know if you guys like me and at this time of year, you struggle with motivation. Nothing special in it. I just think it's this time of year. Just a reminder out there, if you are struggling, give someone a call, have a chat. It is okay not to be okay. And by the time this comes out, you guys should be at the National Painting and Decorating Show or on your way home with that free little plastic litre painting holder, couple of little free brushes and a shitload of biros. So what better podcast to listen to on your way back? Now this week, week even, we have a bit of a legend. Been saving this one. Fantastic bloke, really down to earth, really knows his stuff. Some quality nuggets in there, some great advice. Really down to earth bloke. I just don't feel I'm doing the bloke justice. He's a bit of a legend, so I'll just dive straight in. It's Mark Hutchinson. And as always, you know the score. Grab your headphones, get yourself a brew. There's a tad bit of swearing. But as always, we'd both, more so Mark, would both appreciate your feedback on these podcasts. Drop us a DM, share it on Insta. Just let us know what you think, because it's you guys that control this show to a degree, because we try and give you what you want. So if you've got any ideas, any questions, anyone you want to see on, just drop us a WhatsApp. The number's on the Insta link, or just drop us a DM. Welcome to this episode of the Brothers of the Brush podcast, a podcast by decorators for decorators with me, your host, Chris Kerfoot. So, back this week with another Bobcast. This week, we have a bit of a legend. I know he's going to laugh at that. We have a bit of a legend. <laughs> I am. We have the one and only Mark Hutchinson, based down from Norfolk. How are you doing? I'm really good. I'm really, really good. I'm hearing the intro music as we speak. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like it. What people don't see that are listening to this is the expense used in like the pyrotechnics on my ring walk to the pod chair. You know, I love it. So it's like it's stars good. in their eyes on a budget. I, I feel like Tyson Fury's slightly skinnier brother. Yeah, it's no, it's good. Stars in their eyes done with a vape machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On a Yorkshire budget. Only, <laughs> yeah, my only fear is I can make decorating interesting for the next two hours. So... Uh, yeah, no, I'm really good. I've got my coffee. I'm wearing my West Ham shorts and I'm feeling pretty comfortable, even though it's about 38 degrees in my house tonight. So. It's, it's mafting. My four main rooms in this house are all south-facing. So it's un- it, yeah. we've got fans in all four rooms and it's unbearable. I've got, I've got a fan blowing now. Hopefully you can't hear it, but I've melted four times today. I, ca- I so can't hear it. I'm just hoping people can't hear man. I've got on desk. Yeah, no, away. well, yeah. You know, like I was going to sort of employ someone with a bay leaf to waft me why I was doing the podcast, but I felt that might cost me more money than I... Uh, was I was going to say you can so, yeah, afford we'll get... that job, Judo, can't you? 
Yeah, I should have done, really. Yeah, I should have done. Yeah, some, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's some little good. kid wafting the fan really <laughs> yeah, I should have, should have employed my son, really, Callum. I don't know where he is. I did say to him, actually, I said, if it gets to half nine, come in and bring me a coffee. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm, if, I'm hoping... If it gets to he, he'll be commits. bringing you a coffee, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope so. I hope he commits to that. I really do. But I've been really looking forward to this, to be honest. I listen to the podcast quite a lot, and I think it's awesome what you do. Yeah. And uh, funny enough, I thought I'd be more nervous than I am, but I'm actually really looking forward to it. It's going to be lot, good. A lot of so. people get nervous, and then so, I think Wes said it the other week as soon as you get on because we obviously we talk pre-record and just general chit chat and banter mm. but time i say mm. it will record people have just lost the nerves and they forget they're even recording so just be careful what you say <laughs> yeah it's a bit it feels to me a bit like getting like a vaccine or you know a blood test and they they sort of distract you don't they make yeah. you look the other way and then they get you and that's what you did i was waffling away about something you're like right you ready and i was like oh yeah okay let's do, go do you know what it is so. i'll give you a secret i did a I started doing a course on doing um, psychotherapist. When mm-hmm. I when I I've, I've talked about it, man. When I went to see one, and I I thought this is I want to help people. This is what I want to do. And then I had a moment and thought, do you know what? I can't even sort myself out. How can I help anybody else? But what <laughs> when I used to go and see a psychotherapist, she'd walk in and she'd brilliant, and she said, "How are you?" Mm. I said, "All right." What you been up to this week? And what they do, the crafty sods, they'd lead you down a garden path, make you feel comfortable, okay. and then you just open up about everything mm. and anything. And it's a little trick you yeah. pick up off them when you do course. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah that, that, there's a definitely little... a skill. It's yeah, there's definitely a skill to it, isn't there? I did a yeah. I did a communication course, uh, which mm. you do prior, and that's that's like. Um, I remember one of the main things on that, there's a name for it, where you see a couple out dating and they mimic each other if they're into each other. You know, what they're doing without even okay. realising. It's, it's just stuff really? like that. Yeah, and it's that helped me learn to say no. Because one of the mm. things they taught us, you can just say, if somebody asks you, do you want to babysit for a Saturday night? No, mm. sorry, I can't. You don't even have to mm. say sorry. No, I can't. Mm. You, and, but you we feel the need to explain ourselves, and you shouldn't have to. Yeah. No, that's true. But I, I'm a big fan of body language. One of my favorite things ever, and my partner will tell you this or anyone I'm with, I love sitting in a restaurant and then like looking at couples eating their dinner yeah. and stuff like that. And you can tell some couples literally hate each other, they, they don't especially speak. like on Valentine's Day or so. Yeah. And yeah. they don't. And she's got her legs crossed and her arms crossed. And you think, yeah. oh, hello, mate, you're in trouble there. Me, you know, like me and my, yeah, her body even my turns wife, the side um, slightly. Me, me and Don are massive people watchers. We've spent yeah, me too. the whole of two it. weeks in Turkey just people watching at side at pool, <laughs> on beach. I know, I love it. And You're pe- a state of that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, pe- people t- piss out of me for watching reality TV. Mm. And yeah, I watch, I'm, I'm watching Love Island. We watch it because we like people watching. Mm. And we, we, we pick up on stuff. You know, he, he couldn't mm. give shit, he's not interested. We love people watching, that's mm. why we watch it. You know, and... I do. I mean, I think when I was younger, I used to like walk around a city or in a mall or something. You see the old boys sitting on the benches outside the shops. So you think, yeah. what are you doing? Like, you know, oh, you're shopping. Now I get it. I don't, that was lost to me. Now I get it. Put me on a chair with a nice coffee yeah. on a nice day. And I'm, a, I'm happy as it, as it comes, really. You know, like you just, yeah, I'm terrible. And I'm really observant. I've got this, I've probably got an issue and I can, I'd notice a sticker on someone the bottom of their shoe or something. Yeah. Like, I'm terrible. Well, yeah, well like so, that, uh, to, to boot, Donna's a really good judge of character straight off bat. She works behind mm, the bar. 
She can spot oh, an alcoholic yeah. a mile off, and she can spot a yeah, different bet. character a mile off. Yeah, the red nose. Yeah, the red nose might give it away, and the shake says she gave him the tenner. It's, it's, it's just all all the signs she'll said they're an alcoholic, and I mean, it's yeah. not a nice thing to spot, but she can she can spot him a mile off, you know. And she's a good judge of character. Mm. She'll say he's an ass. Mm. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, I mean, funny enough, with alcohol, you probably don't know this. I'm completely teetotal. I don't yeah. drink at all. Yeah, mm. is, that, is, is that? Mm. Per- am I all right to ask? Is that a personal choice? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? It's funny enough because when I go on stag do's and you meet, and there's like 20 of you, and you meet in like the other side of the group that you don't know, and the people go, Oh, is, is there an issue? Like, did, did you have a drink issue? And you're like, No, I'm just not very manly. I drink alcohol and I get really ill really yeah. quickly. And I just think um, my body struggles with alcohol. I hang like a bat for days. I'm ill. And um, when I was younger, I drank and probably. I wouldn't drink at home. It was just that I'd go to a wedding or I'd go somewhere and I'd get absolutely hammered and then hang like a bat for three days and then yep. not drink again for six months. That's, and then that's me. Again. I'm, a, I'm, a binge, I'm a typical binge drinker now. I've had, yeah. had two pints in February, two pints in March, went out for an afternoon session because it was nice and sunny last Friday. I think I had four mm. pints of cider, about half a dozen vodkas and lemonade because after four pints, I'm just gassed up. Half a dozen vodkas and yeah, lemonade, trolled. Go home about 11 o'clock, wow. went to bed after rammed a garlic bread with cheese down my throat, woke up <laughs> at 8 in the morning, felt right as rain, because I had plenty of night sleep. Did you actually? Yeah. And I just I just think now, um, I just think, I could not bother drinking for the rest of the year, it don't bother me, and mine oh, is Chris, because uh, on, uh, I'm just aware of calories in a pint. Yeah, that, that's part of it, and for me, it was me, just drinking what you said, I would have been singing God down the big white phone during yeah. the night, in the morning, be out both ends, hanging out on my backside. And I would have just hung for days. And it just, uh, funny enough, Callum, my youngest son, he, um, he went out drinking about a month ago with his friends and then just hung like a bat for days as well, yeah. where my oldest lad can drink a bit more. And I got, it's just something in my body. Like I'd get my friends consume all this liquid and I just can't hold that liquid in my body. Like my body just rejects it. So I basically, once I became a dad, I definitely stopped drinking as much. I would get this yeah. worry that maybe, you know, one of them needs to go to the hospital or something. And I just remember one night I was with my ex-wife, we went to a wedding, and I just thought, I'm not going to have a drink tonight. And she's like, Ugh. And I was like, no, I'm not going to drink tonight. I had a good night, had a dance, poodle yeah. about and everything, and then got up in the morning, right as rain, and I was like, and we went for like a breakfast with the wedding party, and I was just like, everyone was hanging and crawling all over the place. And I was like, yeah, I've missed a trick here. I can have a good night and then not have that. I feel great. And it got... Uh, and and now I, I'm a bit like you. I'm I'm Jim, yeah. proper Jim. Play still play footy for a couple of teams and like a glass of wine is equivalent to a donut. So I'm aware of the calories in. I'd rather well, have the donut, but that wouldn't stop. <laughs> yeah, I bet. But uh, <laughs> but for me, I, I would have if I, if I if I could take a drink, I'd still drink. I don't think the odd yeah. drink's going to hurt you. Ma- but... Man's man's more of. I listen to a podcast. I mean, as I get older. I, I think I've mentioned this before. I can't stand the bloke, Lionel Blair. He was on Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> and he was he was having a granddad meeting in bedroom with Jim Davison. And he was said, he tap dancing? No, no, but I, I can't <laughs> stand the bloke. But he actually come out with some brilliant wisdom. He says it's when you realise you've got more years behind you than you have in front, it's a wake-up call. Mm. And I was driving home about yeah. a week later and thought, shit, you passed halfway. And mm. then you start realising money means nothing, mm. it's time. And then mm. there's another mm. podcast I listen to, and he says, you're at a roulette table, croupier gives you 24 chips. Mm. Straight away, she takes eight back off you, because that's your sleep. Mm. You've got 16, mm-hmm. you have to spend them wisely. 
So I think yeah. there's no way I want to go out and get trollied every Friday and spend all day no. and Saturday written off. You know, that time yeah, I and spend with kids. Exactly. And when it starts getting up towards 10 of a pint, you've got to weigh it up. And I, I'm exactly the same as you when it comes to time. I'm 44 now, so I'm, I'm a little bit behind you, even yeah. though you said, was it 50 this year? 50, yeah, New Year's Eve, if anyone wants to buy me up. Yeah, but you don't look it, Chris. <laughs> you look sensational. You look sensational. Um, but yeah, and I, I'm like you. And if someone said, um, if you won the lottery, what would you buy? And it'd be like, I wouldn't buy anything. It would just give me time. Yeah. You can keep your Bentley and keep your big houses because Pe- a lot of the people laugh at me that you work... get, If I won lottery, I'd be bored. Two years, I'd be bored. Yeah. Because I always say yeah. you'd get fed up and people say, fuck off. Because I say, I'd be fed up because you'd get sick of going in and saying, have you got this in bigger, more expensive? It, it gets boring. Yeah. Now you're chasing a pipe dream. You won't be chasing yeah. any more dreams. You're not yeah. getting that I think that's why the footballers get in bother. Because they can yeah, get what they want when yeah. they want, so the only way they can get a thrill mm. is sleeping with cheap hooker or doing drugs. Mm. You know, mm. and I think that's what yeah, it boils down to. Poor, I was going to say, poor Tony Adams, they thought that was talcum powder in the changing room, didn't they? Bless <laughs> Jesus. Well, you, 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 look at, you look at majority of lottery winners that have won it when they're young, they've blown it, mm. and they're lucky if they're yeah. still here. They were that one that were dustbin man, they were that young lass, weren't they? Yeah, he's he's in Norfolk, Michael. Is it Michael Carroll? He was yeah. in Norfolk, and um, Scott probably knows this. When you're driving out towards Kings Lynn, his old house is on the left-hand side. I think it's still a relic. Yeah. And then he had the field next door where he used to just buy cars and boot round on them yeah. and then smash them up. So don't, They don't want um, to do no, with money. I should think he, he had a sensational five years. Don't get me wrong. And yeah. I should think he's got more memories than this poor little body would ever achieve. But... Um, yeah, for me, it's time. You know, you work in a lot of people's houses, and uh, I, I say it's the greatest respect. Some of them don't appear to be that happy, but they're extremely wealthy. And yeah. I, I think it's, you know, some people think if I buy that Ferrari, if I get that, then I'll be happy. And people haven't kind of worked out the secret of life and happiness. It's just yeah. enjoy your environment, you know, just in, enjoy sitting in the garden, enjoy your family, enjoy your missus, just enjoy the little things. And yeah. especially where we live, where we're near the broads and near the sea, and you mentioned the sea earlier. and. Do you know what? Sometimes having a walk down to the sea, having a poodle along, that's yeah. it doesn't cost a thing. And then you get in the motor and you think, oh, I feel so much better. And yeah. I think it's just trying to find that. People try and find that feeling at the bottom of a of a pint glass. And I'm sure it's there to a level. Yeah. But um, there's I, also I, something I, I that will be, give it I to you. I could be the most brassic person out, but as long as I'm sat mm. with somebody that I give a shit about, that's all I'm bothered about. Mm. I'm you know, the same, I'm, mate. I've, I live in a and I've lost money. And I'm, I'm happy yeah, now without I'm the, the money. Same. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I was never a millionaire, but I had a good lifestyle. I've still got mm. a decent lifestyle now in yeah, my yeah. eyes. Yeah, you know, but yeah. I used to go out well, for so, meals I mean, four or five times a week and didn't, didn't used yeah. to cook. You know, but it's um... well, that's the thing. You know, like the the more success that you have, then all of a sudden, you know, you get a bigger house, and then you need a gardener, then you need a cleaner, then you need yeah. this, then you need your pool clean every week, and you just add to your problems, or you just simplify your life and and just enjoy the smaller things and. I, I mentioned to you before that I had a health scare at the end of last year and was really, really poorly. And uh, over a weekend, it was actually a little bit touch and go, if I'm to be honest. I caught COVID and that gave me pneumonia. And yeah. I lost two stone in, in a week. Yeah. Uh, it was awful for the family. I was off work for four months, really poorly. And it's then that, you know, you think to yourself, like, but when they gave me, when I was speaking to them and they said, look, we might have to put you on a ventilator tomorrow. You know, you yeah. might want to get your affairs in order. And, and they even talked about videos to loved ones and stuff like that. 
I, I literally, when he went, I thought, oh, oh, Jesus. And then I thought to myself, well, I've got no regrets. I'm still a really good dad. It's not like I'm, I'm an arsehole or anything. You know, yeah. I'm a nice guy. And I just, I literally sit there and thought at my absolute moment, I wasn't going, oh, my God, I should have done this. Oh, my God, I should have done that. I literally thought, oh, there's not really a lot I can do. Like, it's it's going to be whatever happens now, it happens. And I just watched Match Today on my phone. Like, <laughs> West Ham beat West Ham beat Leicester 4-0. And I thought, sweet. What a way I to go. There's nothing, <laughs> there's no, I thought there's literally nothing I can do. I can't change it. I keep myself in good nick. I'm healthy. If it's my time, it's my time. All they're doing to be keeping fit is delaying it. And if you go back on my timeline... Mm. It's when I started going to gym seriously, is not long after I'd had COVID. This were pre jabs mm. and vaccines. It was the first October. Mm. I was pretty rough mm. with it for about three or four days. I said, I've spoke on podcasts saying I did it and I was bad. I was pretty rough. It mm. fucking frightened the shit out of me. So after that, I just yeah, thought, look, me, your business mate. is in shape. Your finances mm. are in shape. You need to be in shape. So I just started going to yeah. gym. Mm. Yeah, the gym. The, the gym is my like. I, I I I love the gym. I love running. Love spin. Love football. And I, you know, some people can't be asked, but for me, it's a major part of my life, and it's probably helps my mental well being as well. I've never my, really had a... more mental for me at the moment. It, I used yeah, to go to gym because I, I needed to. Now I go because I want to go. Yeah, for me, the gym's like cleaning my teeth in the morning. Like yeah. you know, it's like I I'm going to the gym. It's not a chore to me. And I think you suddenly get that where you want to go rather than you feel you have to go. And once yeah. you want to go, you then, you're then into it, your diet changes and you want, and it's not about whipping your shirt off and looking like Ned Flanders. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's not about that. It's just about feeling good within yourself. And let's face it, when you're walking across the bedroom in your boxes, you want to be an half good Nick for your missus, don't you? So well, well, that's it. I mean, it, I, I don't pose on social media with me top. I think there's a couple of holiday photos. My missus has prone today with me top off on holiday. But other than that... Really? I'll look out for them. I'll get them on a T-shirt. I'll look out the, for them. Uh, I, don't, I don't pose with me top off. And I just think, do you know what? Man, in, man, I'm not gaining into shaping fastest, but I thought it's took me 49 years to get this overway. It ain't gonna go off overnight, mm. so it's a slow and steady no, race for right, me. Mate. And let's face it, mate. If you were, if if it was that easy to get in good nick, we would all be walking around well, like it's Love Island. It? A lot of them are still on yeah. bloody roids at gym. Yeah, you I, I used two gyms. I have yeah. a personal trainer, uh, uh, a regular gym, and then I was local authority one rest of week. Uh, yeah, I'm the same, mate. I've, I'm joined to two gyms. But the, they're not allowed same. to have personal mm. trainers at our council gym. Oh, okay. Uh, so when mm. when I've got other gym, it's one of these big groups called the gym. But you can see them when they're mm. on droids peacocking around the gym. I just think, what a fucking bell. Yeah, they just do, yeah, they do the old mirror muscles, don't they? Good yeah. luck to them as well. When I see what they're lifting, I'm like, my exercise, I just ask them to leave the weights out and then I'll put their weights away and that's me working out. Yeah. So I just leave them there. I'll put them away. That'll well, they, save me You can, save you me can go to the toilet out. and they, they don't go to your rhino. They go and sit in a cubicle. I think, yeah, I know why he's sat in a cubicle. Yeah, you can twat. tell though. You get the old, <laughs> the old bubbly nose, don't they, in the spots? Yeah. But if that again, like they say, like for me, it's more about conditioning. It's being yeah. in good nick, and I'm never going to be the strongest. I, kn- I know I'm not the strongest, and do you know what? I don't want to be. I don't. Yeah. When people go, "What you're benching?" What you, I'm not bothered. I'm like seriously, as I'm long as I'm feeling a bit. They don't know what I do all day. When they're yeah. looking at me and thinking you're not lifting a lot, they don't see me swinging my arms mm. all day with roller or up and down ladders all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I remember a friend of mine said, you know, like muscles, wallets, and cocks. There's always someone bigger. Don't worry, like well, it's okay. Yeah, you well, know, I've, you just I've got had people say, oh, "Look at size, look at size rare over there." You know, when you're in gym, and I just say, "Do you know what? She's fucking here, and she's doing something about it." 
So all that yeah, matters. that's pretty. That's pretty horrid, isn't it? Well, yeah. the people that are doing that are normally the people that have issues with themselves. They're the yeah. ones that look out the window and go, "Look at that fat fucker," you know. <laughs> and they're normally the ones that aren't happy with themselves. If you know what I mean. So, so we've, yeah. we've jumped straight in off a right tangent there. Let's go very back to the beginning. Who's in the Sorry. Hutchinson household? No, we're fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I, by the way, you need. I need to rein me in because I talk too much. Um, so, in the Hutchinson household is me, Mark. Hello. Um, my eldest son, Connor, who's 20, my youngest son, Callum, who works for me, who's 18, and then my daughter, Pickle, who's 13. And I also have my, uh, my dad living with me at the moment, who's 76. He lost his partner late last year. So he's with me at the moment where we relocate him to Norfolk oh, P- from P- London. P- so Pickle's got a, a bit full... rough, aren't you? House full of blokes. Yeah, yeah. So put some meat on the bones. I separated from my ex-wife um, eight years ago kept the family home we're, we're fine no problems at all children were 50 50 for a while the boys are older now and sort of more or less stay with me evie's still 50 50 between the two but yeah so i have a full-time job at home keeping this keeping this going and then uh yeah that, that must be, i mean I've, I've always said the genuine single parents i'll not stereotype as women but the genuine single mm. parents i've got a lot of respect for them because when my kids were oh born, mate if you're having a, if you're having a stress out i think i've had a shit day at work i can't deal with streaming mm. kids donna can take mm. over and vice versa you ain't got that have you? mate no I, I you're exactly the same and and for a while i was only 50 50 the children i remember i had this conversation with people because the children come on a wednesday and then be with me to the friday and then the following week wednesday all the way through to the monday complete 50 50 and I used to say people that are single parents working full time, like hands up, amazing. But yeah. Yeah, it's been tricky, but it will be one of those things that I'm certain that I'll look back in years to come and I'll go, oh, my God, how did I manage that? Yeah. But you just manage it. It's not a problem. And it's my kids, isn't it? It's, it's my kids. It's, it's not a chore. Things. I was, it's I was my kids. working from home last week. And my lad, it's, it's, it's school's only around corners. My lad's nine on Friday. Um, mm. and his, his school's round corner and they had an afternoon where you could go and sit with them and do an art class and it was about Greek gods uh, Narcissus and yeah. all that stuff um, and my other half at work and she was like oh it'd be nice if someone could go little lad Joseph's like don't matter mum don't mind if you can't come I'm not bothered I'll be fine and mm. I, I was working for her I said do you know what I'm going to sack it off I'll just work late I'll go. I went round for a couple hours in the afternoon he loved it mm. but that stuff mm. he's going to remember when he gets grown up and what pisses me off yeah yeah. There's half a kids in class were sat there on their own, no parent. I know the parents don't That's work, right. and they're sat at home playing on Xboxes and mm. shit like that because it can't yeah. be asked to make an I, effort with the kids. No, I agree. Uh, I, and I say this with the greatest respect, and my kids have backed me up here. I've not missed a thing. Yeah. Like, I haven't. And I've been to those events where you're doing glitters and those events where you're making baubles with them and, you know, the parents going in the afternoon. And, and I'm not knocking my ex-wife because she, she was there as well, or we'd yeah. alternative, but... The shows, the plays, the school days. I mean, it's stopped we've, now. We've got school, mate, school play next Wednesday. I'm after. Mate, I'm still proud of this. Sports day, father's race. I was unbeaten for seven years. I'm having that <laughs> straight away. Like, I, you know, like the other dads will be there. I'll be warming up. I'm like, I'm not like, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> shit, but shit, no, yeah. Pa- all shit joking. parents are up there with people that have dogs and don't walk them. Yeah, that I, I, yeah I completely agree. And do, and do you know what? Being a good parent is really tricky and you don't always get it right. And I definitely don't get it always right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm coming into a new element with Evie now. She's 13 and she suddenly turned to, I'm above her, but I'm above her though. And that's happened overnight. So I've yeah. gone from 
pickle who would give me kisses and cuddles and hold my hand as we crossed the road to someone that now doesn't even want to sit next to me. Do you, like, do you get a cuddle a with T-Rex arms where they don't even give a proper cuddle when they go to bed mate, anymore? Yeah. Mate, the cuddle is ridiculous. It's how I used to cuddle like they my don't auntie. Want to touch you. you know, yeah. like, yeah. T-Rex, you know, little T-Rex got... arms that don't move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but she give me like, and even my boys, I'll go go in there and go, night, love you, love you, and like we still have that kind of open relationship, you know. And yeah. I still cuddle them and that lot. And I think probably as a dad, I am a little bit clingy and I'm a bit needy of them, but I just proper really love them. I'm, you know, I'm it's bit, as simple I'm as that. I'm not fighting to admit it. My, my lad's yeah. gone to gone to bed tonight with arse on mm. because I gave, <laughs> he did he did well at swimming last week and he's moved up a class. So I gave him a fiver. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I says to him, you can have it, but because he'll burn an hole in his pocket, other one saves the money. I says, you can have it, but rule mm-hmm. is you're not spending on shit on Fortnite. So he come mm-hmm. down tonight asking me, can I buy this on Fortnite? I says, not with that fiver. Oh, it's £6.50, mm-hmm. so it isn't just that fiver. I says, no, you're not. Yeah. So he's got arse on no, when you go can... to bed with Munk on. Yeah. You know, yeah, he'll, good. he'll be right with Dixie, mate. Yeah, my, my my lads was exactly the same. Connor's a saver. Callum, you give him money, it's like sieve to water, mate. It's just yeah. gone. He doesn't even know what he's done with it. He's like hands in pockets. It's like, yeah, he just doesn't know. So it is really tricky. And that's what I'm trying to teach my lads at the moment is the power of saving. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, my oldest lad is a mechanic. Callum's going to be a painter and decorator. They're working class lads. So if they cannot get the ability to save and make their money work for them, they're always going to struggle. So the old, this the side of their life is school, really important. I always say it, money management should be taught at school. I agree, yeah. 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 And, I, and at the end of the day, we work too hard for our money. We work bloody hard for our money. And let's face it, you as a painter decorator, you might think, oh, I'm on quite good money. But when you actually look at the whole especially the element of the people you're working for, some of those are earning your yearly wage. They're earning that in a month, you know. And so we don't earn good money. We do, but we are top-end working class if you earn good money as a painter and decorator. So the lads have really got to learn how to be um, like, yeah, almost micromanage themselves, I'd say. And and like Evie, um, going back to her, yeah, like I had to learn to be like to do ponytails and yeah. use a hoover and stuff like that. I was just going to say, you were that bloke because, with hoover yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I was, mate, yeah. And then, do you know what? I had to really think about, like, their pet lunches and homework and PE kits yeah. and stuff like that. And I had to learn, and I got it wrong loads. But I I, I always say it's even decorating. I'm, yeah, I'm not the best, but I try my best, yeah. and that's that's all I can do. I, I yeah, always, I always I remember do. my wife was in hospital having an operation during COVID lockdown. Um, mm. and my my daughter, she, my daughter's fourteen. She started with women's things. <laughs> when oh, my wife was in yeah, I, yeah, I had yeah, I had exactly the same thing happen to me. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Luckily, I grew up quite liberal. My mum used to send me to the shop for her stuff, so it didn't bother mm. me. I just I said, "Do you know what you need?" She says, "Yeah, mum, show me." I says, "Come on then," and we just went in Tesco and mm. I went down aisle with her, you know, and just yeah, you know, got got, That's really got good, what she needed. I just thought. You know, it's it's part of being growing up and being a thing. You know, don't, yeah, don't you be embarrassed be able... about it. It's shit enough. No, well, it's nothing to be. Yeah, I mean, and you want them to feel comfortable. I mean, I had exactly the same thing with Evie, not to go into it too much. And we went into Boots, and I had no idea, mate. Yeah. I'm looking at all these oh, surfboards field, and these mouses, and I'm like ultra night, ultra this and that, and yeah. I'm like ultra flow, and I'm like, oh dear God. And then I got this. I picked one up, and then I spoke to this elderly lady in Boots and said, she, she was like part of the staff. And she went, yeah, don't don't get her those. You need the sensitive ones. I was like, oh, thank God for that. And, they, yeah, I, mean, so, they not, yeah. I mean, it's not something I've spoke about over much with my daughter, but do they not teach her? Mm. Do they not pull them to one side in 
in school and say, well, right, girls, this is what you're going to have to do, you know, and have a separate well, lesson? Well, I, 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 no, I don't know either, mate. And they probably know what they need, but they probably don't know when you get there what they need. There's 12 variants of it, yeah. you know, so... Overcomplicated so shit. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like with Evie, I just got her a little bag, put some spare pits in there, spare knickers, and she just carries with it all the time. And, yeah. and yeah, you know, like, she, she'll be honest with me. And to be honest, she doesn't really need to tell me. I now know when she's on. If you know uh, what I mean, because... I, yeah, I, I can tell my wife and my daughter at the same time yeah. every month. Go out, yeah, yeah, they're, they're both around the same time, and I just know. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, they're not that bad. Lucy gets teary of its slightest thing. Donna gets a bit short, mm. but I've seen hell of a lot worse. I just mm. think, right, and, and, that, and yeah. you're going to laugh at me. I know it's around 17th at month because that's when bills are due. <laughs> and I, I just think, right, three days Double before, bubble. three days after, just be careful what you say. Think about it before you say it. Yeah, but slightest yeah, thing yeah. you say is it's even just a tone. And me, me and Donna mm. always said people take piss out of us because we've never had an argument. We've been together what mm. sixteen years, never mm. had an argument. And people say, mm. "How come?" Because we said it's not what you say; it's how you've said it. Yeah. And many time yeah. I've said something, and I've come on from what she says that mm. was a bit shit you said this morning. I'll say what she says. Mm. I said what I meant is she said, "Yeah, <laughs> look at my point of view how mm. you said it." Not what you meant, mm. and I'll say, "Yeah, I'm sorry." Yeah, what I actually meant. Yeah, it's was just this. It's, it's communication, isn't yeah. it? And I'm not being rude. If you're that kind of person that picks a fight, I mean, you could pick a fight with a mirror, couldn't you? But I'm one of those that's just like we sit down in the living room. I don't care what we watch. I don't watch a lot of telly. I'm not. I'm just not that kind of character. I just go with the flow. Like I just shrug yeah. my shoulder and go, "Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, no." Yeah. And that's not because I'm weak, or it's just that generally I do not care. Yeah, it's I'm compromise. Out. I'm, it's a compromise. Yeah, that's I, all it is. I, I don't have a strong enough opinion to care what film we watch. Like I genuinely don't care. Yeah. It's fine, you know. And I think that's how I am as a human being as well. I'm pretty chilled out. But so. get, getting back mm. into it, your story in business. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so story in business. We might have a record one yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry, I did say I talked too much. Um, so record in business, obviously, as a child, I always wanted to be a painter and decorator. I had posters of purdy poles on my walls and brush mates and dreamed of one day of holding an arrow worthy. Yeah, I am. Yeah, greatly. <laughs> I, um, I, was, I was terrible at school. Uh, left school when I was 14. Really struggled with the school environment as me as a person. I struggled with uh, a bell telling me when to eat, when to sit, when to change class. That's and I why don't know I could why. never be enforcers. Someone tell me when to yep. eat, walk, sleep, yep. shit. Yeah. No How you wear your hair, how you wear yeah. your pants. Uh, basically, on my school report, I mean, I left school when I was 14, but on my school report, the, the last words were, Mark was a failure to conform. And probably deep down, I, I think that's probably a compliment now. I'll yeah. take that. So anyway, I, I left school. I I'm, By the way, I'm going to stop talking too much. So I left school. And then I worked in a sawmill factory for a day. Uh, that didn't work out so well. And I left. And then I worked in a chicken factory for a day in the morning, so slightly better. And then very similar to like the work environment where I just like, no, I don't like it. I'm going home. And then I went to career service and, you know, everyone in my family and my mum was like, you're going to have to get a trade. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And I was only 16, 17. So I went to career service and said, I'd like to print money for a living. So could, could I be a plumber, please? And they were like, no, I'm sorry, that's gone. We've only got painting. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, that, that, that'll be fine. And as it was, I took to it like a duck to water. Yeah. I, you know, I, I won quite a few apprentice awards. And I, like, the artistic side of my brain just was just, I just excelled at it and the wallpaper and everything, even at a young age. And then um, 
yeah, and then joined uh, a chap. I, I don't really want to say his name, but I was with him for nearly three years, and he was a top, top decorator, old yeah. school. Just me and him, complete bully, made my working life hell. But boy, oh boy, did he teach me the trade in and out. And but some of his old school antics are still with me now. And the, how do, do you not find as shit as it were when you get a bit bullied like that at work? It, it you come out of it a better person for it, as shit as it is at oh, the time. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I didn't know I was being bullied. And the only reason I left him, funny enough, is that he was going through a pers- few personal issues himself uh, yeah. with his marriage. And it just became, un- it was unbearable. So um, I left and then joined like a college. And then they got me in a placement with a company called Advance. And then we would do some amazing, so I'd had this really good apprenticeship up to about the age of 19 joined this company and everyone was like oh my god who's this kid at 19 he's shit hot and suddenly i was miles above anyone else on that company because of the, the apprenticeship i'd had so all of a sudden at 19 i was almost running jobs and running men and working in hotels wallpapering ceilings at sort of 19 and people were like jesus don't be wrong not everyone liked me and i got nicknames like chocolate boy and a you know boy in man's clothing but whenever i had to front up and prove people with my work i did yeah and um we used to do really, really top-end houses like Duke of Norfolk's uh, daughter's house and Duke of Westminster's house and all that. And then that company was bought out by a company called Mighty, and I'm sure you've heard oh, of that. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we carried on. We carried on with some of the good stuff with Mighty, believe it or not. And then we did this huge haul um, out near Lower Software. I won't name it. But we were working for a builder, and basically they were done on nearly like £200,000 worth of extras. And big offices in Scotland are mighty said, right, no more of this work, no more referment, no more renovation. You go into association work, colleges, universities. <laughs> so all of a sudden, and don't be wrong, we would go to work at King's College in Cambridge, top-end stuff. And I was always lucky enough to be put on that kind of work. But then, unfortunately for me, when I um, separated from my wife and obviously now suddenly a single dad, I couldn't travel to Cambridge and I couldn't travel to these areas and earn my money because I had to drop Evie at school at nine and pick her up at three. And so all of a sudden I had to work in and around the Norwich area. And then that's when suddenly I was stuck on these um, associations, yeah. washing down plastics, washing flag windows, you know, and I don't think I'm better than that. Don't get me wrong. Cause I had a family to feed, but yeah. equally, you know, it's pretty depressing. Yeah. Uh, but that was my place. That's where I was at that time. And then I just remember that I grew tired and tired and tired of it. And then this one day, um, I got to work and I didn't even take my ladders off my motor. And a mate came over and goes, oh, these are all right for 70 quid each. You do two for a day, 140 quid or something. And I was like, but I just don't want to. And they're like, oh, if you put masonry on underneath and sides, then just gloss the sides, you'll earn your money. I was like, yeah, I just don't want to do it. And I was effing and blinding. I'd, I was probably in a funny headspace, to be honest. And I drove home. It was about half past nine. Didn't even get my mo- like ladders off. I thought, fuck them, I'm going. Went home, back here, like on my own, kids were at school. Ran myself a bath, got in the bath, and my boss rang me. And he went, what are you doing? Where are you? And I went, I've gone home. Why? Gave him the big spill of like, not happy. You know, this is shit, money's shit, blah, blah, blah. And he went, it sounds like you're ready to leave. And I was like, yeah, I am. He went, are you leaving then? I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. I was like, are you going to hand your notice? He went, are you going to hand your notice in the morning? I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. He went, oh, thought, oh, oh, shit, the morning. what have I, I like, done? Yeah, I did. Chris, exactly what happened. I put the phone down. I put my head under the bath. I was like, you fucking <laughs> under the bath, you know. And But I did it. I fronted up. I had a barn as a private, which was about 
I don't know, I was doing every other weekend when I didn't have the kids and evenings when I didn't have the kids just to help ends meet. And I went to the bloke with the bar and I said, look, I'm, I'm going to leave this company. I can come here full time. And he was like, yeah, that would be brilliant. Actually, that's, that, we, we prefer that. So I left this company with six weeks work. And then all of a sudden the bar next door came in and he was like, do you want to do ours afterwards? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. And I was driving around in like a little Citroen Berlingo and so I could get the kids in and get my gear in. And it was really humble beginnings. Yeah. And the business just grew and grew and grew. And then I remember I started doing hand-painted kitchens for a company. And the bloke said to me, really nice bloke, the owner of Norfolk Workshop. And he said to me, how do you get in all these posh houses driving a piece of shit like that? And I was like, God, yeah, I didn't even think about it. Like, it's just practical. And I remember I drove up to this old hall once to price a job and caught a reflection of myself in one of their grand windows in this little shitty Berlingo. And I was thinking, by the way, Berlingo, I mean the one with all the windows and the slidey doors. I looked yeah. like I was driving the Pope about. I was at Popemobiles, uh, we know, Maz. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I saw a reflection of myself and I thought, God, yeah, like, and this is what we'll probably get onto later. I suddenly realized how I was representing myself within my business, that I could do a really nice job. But when you see me on site, you must think, who is this clown? Yeah. And so then I, um, yeah, I invested in a van, invested into the business, changed the branding, and it just exploded, literally exploded. And now we sit on probably about an 18-month, two-year wait list. And we just, we just pick out the commissions we want to do. So we don't price for work now. It's really strange. It's really weird. We get. We get people contact us like a, a job. I don't, I don't want to give the details to the customer. And they've seen your work. They know your reputation. We just turn up, look at the work, and they look at us going, well, will you do it? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. And they're like, awesome. Yay. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, we're getting so, Mark to do it. So and, you then, say- and then you talk about money. Yeah. yeah it's so strange. So it's would so you say strange. that was your worst mm. point when you, you were sat in Bath and you just sort of literally handed your notice? Yeah. And thought, yeah. Shit, I've got yeah a family. I think it probably... Yeah, I think it probably is. But equally, I felt probably I had nothing to lose. I was absolute rock bottom, if I'm to be yeah. honest. You know, I'd come out of a marriage that I didn't want to end personally myself. My wife left me. And at that, don't get me wrong, looking back now, it's, it's horrible to say it. it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Because you, when you're trapped in a marriage, you, you, you think you're somewhere. And it's when you come out of it in the cold letter day, you're like, actually, it's, well, you know, there's, I, there's I am, one, I'm better for coming out of it. I know I've, I've got the cheesy cliches that people take piss out of, but somebody always says to me it's easy to read label when you're on outside at bottle not on inside yeah that's yeah. why on instagram we talked we talked about it before i never judge anyone i yeah. never because i have washed plastic down i've yeah. put my hands inside cold water when it's minus four washing down plastics to try and wash yeah. a house down you do whatever you have to do to get to, out, to earn money for my kids yeah. yeah and then i've got home come home cook their dinner fed them put them to bed and then gone on days I haven't gone them, gone to barns to 11 o'clock at night painting. So people that are doing that for their families now have my absolute respect. Yeah. And, you know, like whatever there is, they're hoping that their life goes. I'm, I'm, I hope it goes. I, I had a bit of luck that I, well, a bit of luck that I, I lost the plot that day, came home and had a gutful, literally just had a gutful, felt I had nothing to lose. And if I'm to be honest, that company were brilliant to me. I'm not slagging them. I know Mighty have a bad name, but... The, the, the mighty world was the, the lads they were brilliant me. They could, I could name half a dozen that have a bad name. I've worked for yeah. And you know what? It works, work. Yeah. Yeah, work is work. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying, I'm not talking about the work necessarily, but I'm talking about the people in the office, the humans within the office were good yeah. to me. They're still my friends now. They knew I was going through a shitty time and they just tried to give me work. It wasn't the work I wanted, but they were trying the best for me. So I'm not in any way belittling them. It was yeah. just where I was at that time. And, you know, like I spoke to them the other week and they were like, you're the boy that's come good. You know, you've gone from literally six years ago, you're washing down plastics, you know, in the council houses in Norwich. I was like, yeah, I was. 
and now we are where we are. So, so yeah, how, it's humbling. How, how would you manage? You're going back to your diary saying you're 18 months or so. How would you manage that and mm. people's expectations? Because I'm, exactly I'm booked that. up without swinging cocks. I'm booked up till end of year and I think I'm doing well. And then people mm. say to me, oh, mm. I don't know I can book jobs that far in advance. I just think, at least I know mm. I've got work there. That's massive. I'm just you know thinking what? I've got security. Yeah. And I know because all, they've all paid deposits. Yeah, if, I, if I'm to be honest. Yeah, if I'm to be honest, managing people's expectations is the hardest part of our job. Yeah. And what what we tend to do is we don't paint Mrs. Jones's lounge. If I'm to be honest, I have and yeah. I will do again if I have to. So I'm not knocking anyone that's listening to this that is painting Mrs. Jones's yeah, lounge that's down. Me. That's what there. I want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so please, not in any way am I knocking it. I'm really not. I'm not yeah. judging anyone. But we're lucky enough to be in a position where we go into these big halls and these big homes and they want perfection. And if you need more light, here's more light. If you need more heat, here's more heat. But guess what? It has to be perfect. And that comes with huge pressure. And sometimes we're dealing with something that hasn't been touched in 30 years, uh, 30 years and they want you to renovate it, refurbish it, and replenish it, and with your skill level, been able to age. And what happens is you get a good reputation. Someone comes in, and they want you to do it, and they just wait. Yeah. And, but these, that type of clientele, Chris, are the type of clientele that if they want curtains, they'll wait six months for the curtains to be made. Yeah. If they want carpet, they're buying the carpet that has to be tweeded somewhere in Asia, yeah. and it takes eight months to be laid. These are people that understand that if you want that quality, if you want to say that, I don't want to say that about myself, but it's true. If they yeah. want that top-end finish, they have to wait. And if they rung me up with the reputation we have in Norfolk, and I say, I'll see you in July, they'll be like, Ugh? You know, so that, that when they ring me up, um, and often I get interior designers ring me up and go, are you taking any commissions on? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're just like, it has to be the right one. Yeah. So certain ones come in and then I'll squeeze them in. Of, often what we're finding now is new clientele just have to wait. And then the existing clientele we have, you know, like I saw one the other day and she's like, we'd like our drawing room done next Easter. And she goes, I'd love it done before, but I know that you, I said, no chance. And she yeah. said, so Easter. And I went, yeah, yeah, I'll sort something out for Easter. Because I only ever lay my diary down at six to eight weeks. So I have a hundred jobs spinning above my head and I just pull four down, do those four, look up, grab the next. Yeah. Sometimes the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Sometimes the screaming baby gets the bottle. But equally, there is structure to it. It's, it you know, there is structure. But we don't go on a job for one day, two days. Yeah. Sometimes we're on. We're on jobs for two, three weeks. Sometimes well, most of our blocks are two, three, four weeks. See, I'm, so, I'm and that's free. That's free mid- men. I'm sort of middling that. I'm booked up in advance enough for me. I've had blokes work for me, and I can't be doing with the stress and hassle. I, I don't want it anymore. Mm. And I just what mm. I'm what I'm doing. I've got friends. Good luck to them. They're building a business. They want blokes working from vans, fleet of vans. Mm. I just think I mm. just want a balance. I'll go out and mm. work. And I just want to create a demand that's more than I can cope, so I can just pick the jobs I want to do. Yeah, that's what, that's what we do. We yeah. do, and I, I and it sounds extremely arrogant. I get I get inquiries, and I'm always polite. I always answer them back. And but sometimes I don't mean it rude. My days of painting those kind of buildings or doing that have gone. You yeah. know, we, we've earned the right to be where we are. And you know, this sounds really arrogant, but if people say you got Mark to paint that, Jesus, like, so that's the kind we've been fortunate enough to carve that kind of reputation out where we are. So we're not arrogant with it. We just plude along. I, I don't. I get exactly just, what you know, you're saying because without being arrogant, mm. 
when when somebody comes to me now, my regulars know to book me about six months in advance. I did a that's right, Chris. That's I did right. two rooms in March, and the, mm. I'd done living room and dining room from previous March. And week after I finished, he emailed me says, "Thanks, Chris. There's your feedback. He'd already paid me. I left your feedback on his socials. Can we book him for bedroom and living room in March next year?" Paid his. That's exactly how it is with me, mate. And he, he yeah. got in. And they're the people I want, and I just now I just mm. price a job. I won't haggle, mm. and it's it's a bit mm. nonchalant. But I'm not big headed to them. It's just a case of mm. I work my price out, send the price. That's your price. I don't say that to them. Yeah. But that's your price. Take it or leave it. Mm. Yeah, and if I'm to be honest, like with us, we don't we don't bang about our work. I, uh, you know, like I'd hope I'd never come across like that on Instagram. Our work does the talking. We leave the room, and then we say nothing. The, the work yeah. talks. So they have friends come round dinner parties and often they go oh we've just seen so-and-so's you know drawing room it's astounding you know could you please come and have a look at our drawing room and you drive out there you know a couple of weeks later go see them meet them and they say oh you know they've said that you're fully booked to next autumn you're like that's right well could you book us in for autumn yeah. and you're like yeah yeah no, no, no problems at all and then you so what i'm saying is when you say how do you manage your diary uh, i can't even manage a diary myself because you can't shake these people off you can't yeah. say uh no you just say, you try, you say, you're honest, and you go, it's next October, and they're like, that's fine. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay. It's the, and then you've not even discussed money yeah. because they want perfection. Yeah. And, but to be fair, if you've done so-and-so's dining room or drawing You'd room, they probably qualified. know roughly how much, yeah, they, they probably know how much you've charged. And, and like we spoke before, we don't rip anyone off. We, we, we work to a really high level. They get really good value for the money we do. We don't make any money on the materials. They're passed straight to the client. And do you know what? We're just there to do a job. And, I'm so lucky that the clientele just leave it with me that we did a, a kitchen. A lot of them are pretty savvy now. We can reverse engineer and work out what you're earning anyway. I did one yeah, in November I'm and she, she sort of worked that, out what I was charging a week. And she says, I'm buying this rental in York. I want it doing all the way through and this, this, and this. It says three weeks. It's going to cost me about so-and-so in it. I says, around about that, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're the same, mate. Yeah. Well, if I'm too honest, I roughly tell I tell them roughly what we're after. I tell them what our hourly rate is. It's, yeah, well, that's I, it. I, I, I don't go out and tell yeah. them, but if a customer, but if I'm pricing a job and they say what to charge a day, I'll say, I mean, I don't, but I'd say 120 a day. I've no, I've no twine. Mm. I'm not ashamed about it. Mm. You know, I just say it confidently. Mm. I'm 120. If you're mm. 200 a day, I'm 200 a day. Yeah, yeah. No, we're we're, we're the same. We're, we're we're really honest with that. But I can't lie. Most of our most of our pricing system is quite fluid because, you know, you've seen on Instagram when we're on Windows and the level we go to and how we strip the runners back and we clean the brass up and then we find a hollowness in the wall and we're hacking away at it and all of a sudden we found a service bell and we clean it. and So uh, it's not normal decorating, like, yeah. what we do. It is, like, refurbishment. And then these old wonky walls, you're then expected to hang these thousands of pounds worth of wallpaper on. So it's so hard to price. But what I do is I say, I think this room's a couple of weeks with this a day. And they're like, okay, if yeah. we're done, if we're done in eight days, they get charged for eight days. If we're yeah. done in 12, then I'll charge them 12. But the customer never questions our work ethic because we're bang on time. We yeah. leave when we leave. We leave the place clean. We're efficient. They'll never, ever come in and catch us, you know, filming ourselves doing something. <laughs> or It's just, we are... We are like so efficient. Like, yeah. I pride that side of the business on the way we are yeah. and our attention to detail. That's what they're paying for. Like we, we say this all the time, but you could buy a steak in, in Weatherspoons for eight quid or yeah. you can buy a steak in the Shard for 80 quid. Like why are people willing to pay different? 
Uh, you're still eating a steak. Is it the quality of the meat? Yeah, possibly. Is it the location and the surroundings, the feelings? Yeah. So what I'm saying is that it's still fundamentally, all we're doing is putting paint on walls. Yeah. No different to anyone else. But we're just delivering a slightly different it's, service. It's, it's how you're marketing maybe. it, how you're dressing it. It's like you can go B&M yeah. and buy the same wall plaque you can probably buy in Next Home. But in Next Home, you're going in a little showroom that's dressed, that's showing right. you how they've placed yeah. it. And you're going B&M, there's you... just three or four of them thrown on a rack. That's right, Chris. Uh, I completely yeah. agree. And I'm, I'm really conscious on this podcast not to come across as, as arrogant or anything like that, because I'm, cl- I'm really, really not. So that's why I'm trying I, to I think sometimes, bit, I'm not we're... saying you are arrogant, but I think sometimes when you see people's work, you think, yeah, mm. they've got a right. I always say it's a fine line between confident and cocky. And I think mm. sometimes mm. people walk the very fine line. I've got customers that do, and mm. I think sometimes you look at someone's work and think, yeah. I can see why they're very confident. It's like Prince Nazim. He mm. was a cocky little twat, mm. but he was bloody good at it. Mm. You know, so he could afford to be. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 so that confidence side of things. That's why on my Instagram, I just post the work, leave it there. I let other people make comments on it. I don't say too much. I post once a week, and and really, I'm just pro- posting the work that we're doing. And that, that's why often I'll say on my stories that I'll zoom for you because I know people are zooming, but. Trust me, I've Zoomed myself. You know, yeah. I, I've, we, we have to pull it to that level. But yeah. we're fortunate enough that the, the time span we have in that room allows us to, to produce that quality. So we're really lucky, and I know that, that we've put ourselves in a position where we've got the time to do a really good job. But this is what I'm trying to get at, that my previous life, I haven't, and I've had to wallop doors and do that. So yeah. I know both sides Smash of the... doors in emulsion yeah, for an extra coat. I have, I have, mate. <laughs> and I've been there and I've done it. And anyway, Glunder in the van and all that lot. And, and we've all been there. And that's why, you know, if anyone felt that I was that way inclined, I'm really, I promise you I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm really not. So I'm really conscious of the way I come across. So, so, so when did you realise I can only you answer it? your questions. Um, when have I made it? I haven't, Chris. Yeah. Do you know what? I thought about this question and I was going to ask you what you deem as making it. Like, it uh, I always say to everyone, it's subjective. Everyone has a different perspective on okay, it. Okay, so this, this would be my answer to it, okay, is that if anyone listening to this is is working, whether they're painting council houses, new builds, they're smashing out rentals, or they're working in a £2 million house. If you're working and you're feeding your kids and you're providing a good life for your family and you've got the balance roughly where you're, you've kept your health and everything else, then, then you've, you've made, made it. it. Yeah. You're doing fine. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just, just because... all it is is for, for me to gain perspective on what makes people tick. Yeah, so... Because some, some are driven bit money, some are driven bit size at Yeah, business. I'm not. I, I, yeah. Don't, I don't even talk about money because yeah. I am about the finish. I really care about the finish. And I am so particular. I have a problem with OCD. And thankfully, the lads I work with probably rein me in a little bit. And But I'm more about the finish. Like, it really bothers me if I can't get it right. And sometimes it's beyond my control. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say so. We'll just go straight in. Yeah, 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 I'd say so. But I'm I'm a laugh. I am funny. I like jokes. There's banter. And hopefully you can sense that I've got a bit of sense of humour. And probably on Instagram, I'm a bit like Steve Davis, really, where people are, it must be nice to be interested. But I... I, I'm a, quite a funny guy. Well, I like to think I am. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I at work, at work, mate. Even like we call it the mothership, where we like set up our gear. We call it the mothership. And if things aren't just even, like paint together, that together, you know, working out of one side of the tin, I like paint handles to be clean. Yeah. I can't work with no, paint handles with paint on brushes. the handles. Yeah. I just can't. Ha- I can't even have dry paint on my handles. Like yeah. I'm that bad. Like that's how I was taught as a kid. That's how it is. Yeah. And then the kettles are clean. 
my gear's clean, I, my I, fitting blades want, are clean, the handles even, are clean. Anybody I've worked with, I wouldn't even let them load my van. They used to have to go no, and put I'm it just, outside at back doors, then I'll put it in so I know where it all is. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit like my lad loaded my van yesterday and I went on a job today, he wasn't with me today, and I took a photo of the inside of it and I sent it to him and I said, this is not happening again. Like, it's my boy, but I was like, no, like, no. And he probably thinks he loaded it quite well, but no, like, yeah. no. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's to be done no. a certain way. And, I think, I think and, that's and why I can't I was, have people work for me because I can be an arse because it has to be a certain way. I, I think I was like that when I had my Bilingo though, mate. It's not got yeah. nothing to do with a new van and feeling like a Bobby Dazzler. Yeah. I was like that when I was working out in a, a, an estate car, you know. Yeah. And I, place you know, for everything so, and everything in its place. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and so, that, so yeah, that, I, I would say that I've got OCD and I, when we're on site, I have to touch everything at least once. So I have to be involved with one process yeah. so I can keep an eye on it. And um, I, think, I think, thankfully, Connor, who I work with, is one of my best friends. I love him to bits. He knows me in and out. He trusts me. And he, I couldn't wish for a better right-hand man. He's a really good tradesman and I love him to bits. And he's the balance that I need that... Sometimes I get so into it that I don't even stop for a drink or anything. Like, and he's like, whoa, let's go outside and have a coffee, chill out. And yeah. I, I get too involved with it. And Callie's a really nice balance to the group because Connor and Callum are like brothers and they argue and banter. And I'm like, for God's sake, you two pack it up, you know. So, and so yeah, it's a, our blend as a three is really good. I couldn't wish for, for, for two better lads, really. I'm really blessed in, in that side. And they know, they trust me the way I'm trying to drive the business and how yeah. I want things to be. And we are built purely on reputation, and you're only as good as your last job. And we so, always strive to be better. So yeah. yeah. So driving the business, where do you see mm-hmm. it in the next five or ten years? Okay, so I would say in how I would dream is that Callie is almost running the business with Connor. It might be d- driving it as a pair. I might even have one more over. I might even pull my brother over or something. And I would then, I'm going to be nearly, in five years, I'm going to be 50. So I would like to feel that that side of the game where you're hacking into wood with these little scrapers and sanding for seven, eight hours constantly, those days will be gone for me. And hopefully I'm, I'm, I can cherry pick my work and just go and hang expensive wallpapers in the UK and through yeah. Europe. That's what that would do me just nicely. Whip over to France for a couple of weeks, come back, month off come back again because the money's so funny over there that it allows you that time away but equally i feel responsibility that the business got to keep going for callie and 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 connor and if they decide to branch off and do their own thing then i'll still trade under my name but just probably concentrate on the installs and just the finer stuff if you you listen to the bar bob that wrote today because i've dropped two podcasts today uh check you out yeah double dipping um (laughs) there was one and it's simon decorating fr have you ever come across him no. English bloke that moved to France and he works across there. And on the bar, Bobby was telling us 25 quid a square metre, where it's six over here. And then you get levels of decorating, five down to yeah, one. So, yeah, so I, so, um, okay, so I, I sort of promised myself I wouldn't talk about money when I got on here. But this, when I, when I went over to do that install in the Pyrenees just before Christmas, they contacted me through Lewis and Wood. I was recommended as a UK installer through Lewis and Wood. They looked at my Instagram profile, contacted me through Instagram. La, 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 la. Won't bore you with the details. But anyway, I gave them a rough figure of what I wanted a day while I was over there. Obviously, a lot more than what I'm earning in the uh, UK. I'm, I'm, and then, Without going too far into it or disclosing figures, how do you come up with a figure of what you want for working in France? Okay, Do you have a so, contact over there uh, that gives you a guide? or 
No, 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 no. So, so this was the thing, Chris. I really didn't know. So when I'm in London, I'm hanging an install in London. I'm usually nearly double what I'm earning in Norfolk. It's just yeah. as a rule. I normally add because let's face it, London's a ball, like getting there, parking, yeah. all the rest of it. So I normally double my money when I'm in London. I'm at, um, and then I thought to myself, well, going to France. So I actually spoke to Tony from Dulux yeah. and I DM'd him on Thingy. And I said, look, I know you've got a few friends that go abroad. What is the guide? And then he said, well, what are you charging to go to London? I told him. And then he said, well, kind of double that. Yeah, and so I was like, right, quadruple okay. quadruple what you're working on your doorstep. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of figures. So, um, so the client in France, and they're the most wonderful people. And if anyone listens to this, is thinking about having a wedding abroad, give them a look. And that's yeah. not a – they're just awesome. And um, they said, we'll pay for your travel. You can stay here with us which is nervous because you're staying in the chateau with the client in the 17 bedroom chateau. If you had fucked a bit of paper up that day and then sat at the table and said, could you pass me the broccoli? You might get some evils, you know, so it was a misery, the film. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But they were, they were brilliant, but that was pretty intense. That was a pretty, that was 12 days, 12 different papers all ranging different costs somewhere in, into the multi thousands, you know, and, yeah. but I've got to say that that, that project was awesome because it was a really good way of me showcasing my wallpaper over there, especially to interior designers over there because the, all 12 papers were different. And I've got to say over the 12 days, I did not put a single foot wrong. Like a blade didn't go wrong. If I was to dream how it would go, it's exactly how it went. went and do you know what I lost? I lost about 5k over there. I wasn't hungry. I wasn't thirsty. I wasn't tired. I was so driven by it. And then funny enough, literally as I hung the last piece of wallpaper, we were going to load the van up to drive home the next day. I just came out of the room and like collapsed onto my knees. And my brother was like wiping the scissors down. And I suddenly felt all this emotion leave my body. And actually driving home, I felt a bit fluey, like, yeah. like all the adrenaline leaving my body. It was really strange. But a bit, a bit like a yeah, so, so you were talking about the money side of things. So it, Oh, massively, mate. Ma- yeah. Massively. I, I, but I was, I, I, it's because I'd mentally prepared for it. I knew that I had to be on form. I knew what it meant to me to do yeah. it. And then, so when we, so, but when we got over there and we'd agreed figures and everything else, no problems at all. I remember I spoke to a Sparky that was working in the thing and he went, cool, you know, the decorators in France are like the king of the jungle. And I'm like, uh? And they went, yeah. I went, it's not like that in the UK. He went, no, no, no. And exactly what you said. They're like, if you're a decorator, for more than seven years, you're known as an artisan. Yeah. And I'm like, right. Well, and they said artisans. They call themselves artisans, though, aren't they? They do, yeah. <laughs> but, mate, the, fi- the figures I was told, artisans can charge up to 200 euros for a square meter for hanging yeah. certain wallpapers. So don't be wrong, I was not earning that. And then I suddenly thought, Jesus, no wonder they brought me in from that money from the UK. I'm you cheap. You thought you were a bargain. I'm, t- I'm cheap, yeah, because my brother worked out that one day on that, I hung 24 lengths one day and we worked out that that would have been like six and a half thousand euros yeah. in a day. You're like, what the actual? Pound like, shop cut- artesian. Unbelievable. <laughs> but you've got to, and apparently, apparently their wallpapers over there are not, are, are not of the highest standard. So yeah. um, I can't lie. Obviously, that's a market I'm looking to, to get myself into. Um, yeah. wh- whether I will or not, I don't know. But that chateau was a fantastic way of me showcasing what we can do yeah. and it's it's bringing more work in and i think we'll be back in france um early next year i think we're going back in march time so yeah so if, hopefully so if you could yeah. go back to the young mark that's buzzing about in his little bilingo 10 mm. years or so margot what advice would you give mm. you to yourself say oh listen up 
this is what you've got to do. Um, I Okay, so anyone young listening, any young decorators listening to this that are apprentices or newly started out or anything, my advice to them would be trust the process. So just trust, when you make mistakes, just trust the process, learn from it. We all make mistakes. We all yeah. get runs. We all have bad things happen to us. Trust the process. Ignore Instagram when people are dragging five grand spraying units in to spray a ceiling that's 10 by 10. That's not practical. Yeah. Just trust your process. Grow in your own way. And don't, don't judge yourself too harshly. If you haven't got all this festival gear, if you haven't got the best, I'm 44. It's taken me all these years to get this shit. Yeah. Like, you know, don't, don't, don't judge yourself. Race. But if you, no, and, and do you know what? When I was painting council front doors and I was getting whatever quid for it, I would still take the handles off. I would still yeah. try and do a really nice job. I would still pad off in between the coats because I described it once as like being in prison and the lads that just like have their asses hanging out and just having their hair everywhere. Or every morning you get up, wash your hair, wash your face, tuck your shirt in and Make still an be effort. presentable. And I thought, yeah, so I thought even if I am doing Mrs. Jones's living room and no one really cares or she won't see it behind the sofa, it doesn't matter. I would still do a really good yeah. job. And if you're stuck behind somewhere and you think, fuck, I need the court gun and you think, oh, it's in the van. And you think, oh, that'll be a week. Or you get up and you go down to the van and you make that effort. And if you've got that mindset, you will go wherever you want to go. So yeah. what I would say to the younger self is don't beat yourself up too much. Like people say to me, oh, my God, like, how have you got so good at wallpaper and what's happened there? And I'm like, I have just fucked up loads of times. Yeah. That's as simple as that. It, I yeah. have made so many mistakes that as I'm making the mistake, I put my hands on my head and I think I will never make that mistake again. And then when you do that 100 times, suddenly yeah. when you're hanging paper, you are pretty efficient at hanging paper because you know how to fuck up. Yeah. And don't be wrong, some papers are unfair and you see the joins and it's shit and the foils are awful. But equally, you should have a skill level to minimise that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that, that would be the advice to anyone listening to this, the young kids listening to this. Don't judge yourself against anyone else. Just trust go, the process. Don't look, at the, don't look at the influencers that are, are telling you to use that type of filling blade and this kind. Just do, if you're Find using your Continentals like... Yeah, like Wes does for a quid and it's doing a good job or whatever. Whatever gets you to the finish just, line, you're happy, customers happy, it's all that matters. It's mindset, it's mindset. Yeah. And just knowing where you want to be. If you, like, like you were saying, Chris, Mrs. Jones is perfect for me now. Good. Yeah. It, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean I'm a better decorator than you. Does it bollocks? It doesn't. Yeah. It just, it's just the, the, the levels we found that we're happy with. And it might be in five years' time I'm doing Mrs. Jones because I want to step off those big pressured jobs. Yeah. But at the moment, I'm enjoying testing myself. I'm enjoying seeing how far I can go. You know, the amount of times I was working and doing something and I think, oh, I could do this better. I wish I had longer to fill it. I wish I could do this. And now I'm in that opportunity where I can see how good i can be yeah uh it's quite scary actually because i go back on stuff i did like two years ago and i think, think oh, god look at my standard now yeah, yeah. i do yeah, yeah. What, and what, it's still really good what we're trying to do so, and being yeah. a few of us have been talking about behind scenes even with some of aussies with brent me scott and some others me and wes discussed mm. it on the podcast where we only put us beauty shots on and we says it, we're going to come up with an hashtag and then try mm. and encourage all decorators to say it last Friday and every month, flood Instagram with an hashtag mm. like Friday mm. fuck ups and show us your mm. errors just so people can see yeah. we're not everybody's mm. not perfect. It's okay to yeah. fuck up, it's how we deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just don't judge anyone and don't don't zoom in and pick people out and stuff like yeah. that. Just pack that shit up. No, it's not it's, funny it's and it's not to fair. Throw stones at someone from two hundred miles away. You don't know 
how much that job was paid. It might just be a two hundred quid job. And I, yeah, as I say, Chris, we're all we're all decorators. Come on, yeah. guys, like let's get realistic. You know, we might all be a bit. Some might be hooty tooty like me that want his candles clean and work out one side of the kettle and drive to work in trousers and I change into my overalls and you know. But it doesn't mean that I think I'm better than you. That's just yeah. my process yeah. for work. You know, so yeah, I, I think you're dead right, mate. I think you're dead right. And I, I can't lie. I I'm probably at work a bit like Gordon Ramsay at the front desk, sipping and tasting other people's work. I'm probably like that at work and I'm as soon as the lads have finished the door I'm over there and I'm not I'm making myself out to be a dragon I'm not but I'm like (laughs) that's not staying there you're filling that like are we leaving that on there oh no no I'm not finished so probably when you're talking about those beauty shots I don't allow them to get to that point to take photos I am I I, I've obviously got an issue and I need help but um equally um that free license that the customers give me like you know we're at one where we found a a year plate hidden hidden within a wall yeah. And uh, it was on my Instagram, a lower end of a, of a servant staircase. That customer was out the country, but we just took free license to, to strip that, bring it forward and, and finish it. And yeah. then when she come home, she was like, oh, my God. But the, I feel confident enough that a lot of my clients allow me to do that, where a lot of people just think, I can't really do that now. I haven't got time. The, the, the job doesn't allow. So, yeah, um, yeah I don't know. It's, I'm digressing uh, again. Terrible. I'm, I'm not even going to talk to you about tech because you were panicking about them and going on. On uh, and doing the podcast, the text just way over your head. That one, are you? Yeah, are you a book reader yeah. at all? I'm, I, no, I won't imagine so, you have time between everything you're juggling. No, so I'm pretty busy. Uh, if I did read books, it would be autobiography. So I love any kind of sports book, but I struggle a little bit with fiction. Last book I actually read, I can't think who wrote it, and it was The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, yeah. and that was really good about this. Um, this businessman in one of these top cities, it might have been in New York or something, overweight, overstressed and all the rest of it, and somehow found himself in a monastery in Mongolia or something. I don't know how. Maybe he'd gone on a climbing expedition, got lost. I can't remember the, the basis of the book, but found enlightenment and then came back and yeah. was like slimmer and healthier, um, sold his Ferrari. Yeah. And that, 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 that was a pretty good book, to be fair. I'm, I'm, very, I'm not anti-religion. I just I, I stay clear of religion. My parents are religious. Religion, politics... Mm. I just stay clear mm. of, and I've always said if I if I change to a religion, because uh, I'm I'm different religious belief to my parents. Uh, mm. I'd, I've always said I'd fancy being a Buddhist. I don't know if it's a bumming sign or something, but last two weekends I've been out, told different towns. Mm. I've seen the same monk twice. I didn't even know we had any around it. You know, with orange and red mm. robe. Yeah. Went went to Robin Hood's Bay up past Scarborough. Uh, Love Robin Hood's Bay. Went, went, Love it. Went for a wander around there. Bloody monk on beach, walking about with blooming ice cream, Mr. Whippy. Week, Rock and roll. Week, week, not this weekend, got one before. Went and stayed in campervan on Scarborough Seafront, sat on top, mm. uh, had mm. a brew, listening to Brian Adams because he were live at Open Air Theatre, so we're listening to that. Yeah, Next that. morning, walked up into town for breakfast, walked in cafe, the same <laughs> bloody monk in cafe there. And I'm thinking, is this a sign or what? <laughs> well, you've got... Chris, you got the air cut for it, so you're off for it, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to shave the beard off, though, wouldn't I? I don't know if monks are allowed. You, you face need to out. get yourself like an you need to get yourself an orange bathrobe or something, and bang that on in the evenings, just just as a way of dipping yourself what, into what it. What did somebody so. call me the other day? Uh, bloody Walter White. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. I didn't know which yeah, way to take yeah. that. <laughs> no, I take it as a compliment. Yeah, I would. He's a badass dude. Yeah, yeah I love but, that by the way. Uh, Breaking Bad, love that. But. Um, where do you see trade heading? 
Where do I see the trade heading? Well, obviously, by Instagram, with everything looking so perfect, I would say everything's looking rosy. I would say that I think the trade, obviously, everyone says this, is getting more respect. The money seems to be coming in line with that. And I think there's genuinely um, a little bit of, like, if you want cock measuring between everyone, of trying to get better and learn off each other and... You know, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah, so as long as it's done I in think my that way. Side, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I, I'll be the first one to DM anyone and ask them for advice. You know, I don't know everything. Jesus, yeah. you know, and you learn every day. But what, what I don't want to do is I really don't want to lose the old skills, the old style, the old skills. So. Like, I, like, if you're referring back to, like, high gloss and when I did that bathroom, it was all brush-coated. You know, like, when I was at college, that was part of your exams. You used to <laughs> high gloss huge walls by yeah. brush. And you could only huge have so areas. many runs in this area square, couldn't you? Yeah, well, I'll tell you a funny story. At college, I, got, I did this wall and it was mint. Like, I was yeah. so happy with it. Went out for break, come back, and it started to sag. So I went inside, put a boiler suit in, and then walked against the wall, nudged it. So, like, smudged right against the wall while it was wet. Took this boiler suit off and hung it back up. Went and found the tutor and I said, oh, do you want to look at my high gloss? And he's like, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Oh, really good. He went, oh, for fuck's sake, someone's walked into it. And I was like, bastards. And I put all the, like, the barriers out and everything. Yeah, and he's like, unbelievable. He went, never mind, don't worry about that. And I was like, sweet. Well, I'm going to call my mate out. I I don't even think he's in trade anymore. Simon Doherty, when we were at college and tutor weren't there one day, We'd done us door, and there half a six-panel door you had to gloss. Buckingham Green, mm. when Tutor weren't there, mm. it warmed some bloody um, varnish up in a kettle of hot water, and he varnished it. Mm. And then next brilliant. week, it got top at class because it was shiny as fuck. Yeah, brilliant. I remember I had to hang wide vinyl down a staircase, but the st- it was a dwarf staircase like as you come down from the classroom. So it was only about 110 wide. So he wanted yeah. me to come down in, in strips, if you want, coming down i i shot it down there sideways no joins yeah. and i banged it in there like while the tutor wasn't there and they were like shit you did that quick and i was like oh yeah no worries and then the tutor came and was like i can't find a join that's that's absolutely yeah. brilliant i was like oh thank you i appreciate that and he went hang on i'm gonna go get the assistant and then there was three of the tutors looking for a join i was thinking you're not gonna find them because there isn't one but that <laughs> no like that is the best that is the best papering we've seen in the last five years i was like oh thank you very much passed with distinction and then <laughs> He texted me about two years later because I was on really good terms with him. He was like, you cheeky bastard. We got someone to strip that. That has been there for ages as a, as a sample for other kids to try and find your joints. He said, we stripped it, dry stripped it. And it was like, there's no joints. He's the, the bastard. It was like a, yeah, it was like yeah. a semi-plane paper. Yeah. And he went, you bastard, you did not join it. <laughs> yeah. So that was like almost like find the join. It was a joke. They get the new kids to try and find the join. Then no one could find the joins. Well, yeah. there wasn't it's, one. It's just thinking outside so, box, thinking smart, isn't it? That's all it is. Yeah, I just, I just always took to paper in at college. It would be like one of those ones that are like, try a chimney best. I'd be like, okay, paper it. And they're like, oh, well, we, we might as well we might as well like exam you on that now and pass it. And I'm like, oh, right. Don't know why. Just always took to it. Yeah. 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 So, so what strange. Is- what is your favourite paint product or paraphernalia at the moment? That if I, if I was um, going to text you, you'd be like, no. Well, obviously, Batman and Robin are my favourite. We spoke about that earlier. Yeah. You know, Caprol and Benny Moore yeah. are pretty much my go-to for internal whites on, on yeah. any level. Just anyone that hasn't used it, 
believe believe the hype. Yeah. It is expensive, but you get value for money. It goes for miles. And when you use it, I promise you, you'll be like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. yeah. Like all the issues that everyone else has with these water-based whites that run or they dry translucent or you can't get the finish you want, all that goes out the window when you use these products. All you need to do is concentrate on your finish because you don't need to fart about trying to get it to cover or hold your runs back because yeah. it just flies on. So, but internal colors, I then go Ticarilla usually. Yeah. Where I'll use the Caprol half primer tinted and then I'll go with the Advil Aqua. So, yeah. and you can, choose, you can choose the sheen level on that. And I just really like that product. So um, it hasn't let me down yet internally, I mean. And the emulsion, the Optima 5 and 3s tend to be my go-to as well on the insides and AR on the lids. Um, I don't tend to venture away much of that. And like we spoke earlier, if a product's working for me, I don't tend to stay away from it. So I'll see people offering new products saying this is meant to be good, that's meant to be good. Yeah. But until Ticarilla lets me down, I won't be looking for anything I'd, else. I'd, so I'd rather just ring a mate who I know has paid for it and say what mm. they think to it and they'll give you an honest answer. Yeah, that's right. I know um, Isomat's got a good reputation. I've used it a couple of times. But at the end of the day, why I can get my hands readily on Caprol and Benny Moore, I won't be using it. Yeah. I, I just don't see the need to. But the day I can't, can't get hold of it, then is the day I'll use it. So, And we talk about exteriors as well. Exteriors are exactly the same. At the moment, Dulux Weathershield system has never, ever, ever, ever let me down. Yeah. I love the system with the preservative, double undercoat, double top coat, five coat system. Thank you very much. Yeah. So that's a system that I'll continuously use. I like the water-based opaques outside. I think they're absolutely brilliant. I'd preserve one undercoat, or if it's bad, two undercoats, and then usually three, three opaques or two opaques. And that's the way I go. Um, I like Super Deck outside, and I like Sickens outside, the yeah. Ruble and the XD Gloss. And other than that, I don't tend to venture out. I don't like Ticarillo outside. I don't rate it. We were speaking about it earlier. Um, I've had friends that have had it failed. And it just, it just scares me. And, yeah, so I, I, I tend to stay away from that, yeah. if I'm to be honest. So, so what's, what's been your best investment? And please don't say dustless Sandy. <laughs> oh, it's dustless standing, Chris. Yeah, it's the best. No, I would say my best investment is in ourselves. Yeah, and and oh, that's a bit cliche. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's, it's quality. We we believe in ourselves. We do courses to improve ourselves. I'm going to go back go back to college and redo graining and marbling because I can do it, but I think I could be better at it. Yeah. And when I look at other decorators graining, I know they're better than me, and I don't like it. So I want to be better. Have, have you and I want to be the best that I can be. Course with like the, the likes of Kate Whitson at Carte Blanche and what have you. No, I haven't. But because I'm a, because I'm a, I, I should do really. But because I'm Dulux Select, I get those courses really cheaply, and they are brilliant down there. But I don't know enough about the courses to be honest to even have a judgment on their courses compared to other people's. But um, yeah, I, I but I, either way, I'm going to do one of them. But we just invest in each other. We always try and get better. We invest in new equipment. We've just bought a new sprayer. We obviously heavily invested in dustless. We have gone balls deep with that. Yeah. And also, I, I trust myself. And if, if I'm allowed to waffle more, I'm sorry. But oh, years ago, yeah, uh, years ago, and this is my advice to anyone out there, I used to work for builders. I used to work for property developers. I used to work for people that did hand-painted kitchens, that build the kitchen. And these people would dictate my schedule to me. They would, I'd think, right, Mrs. Jones there, I'm there. Then they'd ring me up going, where are you? I'm like, uh, 
And they go, we need you Monday because there's a boiler going down. But I can't. And they would put pressure on you. Oh, there's a kitchen ready now. And you're like, what? Yeah, it's a week early, but we need it done by Friday. And you're like, oh, my God. And I'd find myself working late, working evenings, working early to commit to other people's dates. And these people were dictating my schedule to me. So in the end, a couple of years ago, well, maybe three years ago, I just thought, do you know what? No. And so no, I no longer do work for builders. I won't work for builders. Yeah. Won't work for property developers. Won't work for people that do kitchens. Go, oh, regular job. You do a kitchen every week. And this, no, 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 yeah. thank you. No, I will work alongside a builder. A big project in November. The builders brought me in, but I'm coming in direct with the clients. The client brings me in. I then go to the builder and literally read a rider to them. Tell them what I expect from them, from their finish, how I want them to prime their wood. And so, honestly, I'm an absolute nightmare. How I even want them to screw the wood into detailings and stuff like that. that because I do not want you to screw through a ball nose or into detailing. Don't yeah. do that because it's going to piss me off. Yeah. Like, don't do it. Like, yeah, do it if you want flat. us to work beside each other, do it on the flat. Yeah. Bring the timber in, prime both sides, let the timber acclimatise to the thingy. Don't just bring it in in the dripping wet and then pin it to the wall. Screw your in six MDF months, it's curling. Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, my, and then my cork or my CT1 is splitting everywhere because your wood's acclimatising while it's pinned to the wall. Bring it in, lay it down, prime both sides, do your job properly. And, you know, he said to me, I went in and he took it really, really well, this chap. And he went, it's like someone's read a rider to me. And I went, honestly, mate, like I, the clients brought me in and her words to me is the finish has to be ex exquisite now if you're putting pinholes and stuff that i can't make my job correctly then we're going to fall out and but you've got to have that conversation it's a bit awkward so what i was trying to say is that the, the biggest investment is that i trusted myself three years ago came away from people that were going to dictate my schedule to me yeah. and now i control my schedule no one else does so people out there that are listening and you've got builders ringing you up causing you stress moving your dates saying that's got to be done because of the famous word carpets are going down and all this yeah. lot and you're working late evenings to commit it might be the builders your bread and butter but trust me if you come away from that environment allow yourself to come in with a client direct it's a completely different ball game yeah, yeah. so I, that I, is exactly, literally i've done similar and binned a few builders off because when i worked I, it out it was just devaluing me work working for yeah yeah and then they'll go oh we've had your door frame split can you come and give it a look and then you get there and you're like yeah, that was a timber that was set outside on a tarpaulin for six months. Yeah. But, and then it was pinned on here when the barn had no heating. Now it's 28 degrees in here. All the, the windows are shut. And the, and, the, and the timber's moving everywhere. And it's suddenly my fault, you know. Yeah. And I just, I, I, yeah. So in the end, I can't lie, I had about six months of just falling out with everyone. And it was a bit, it was a bit cringy. But I believed in the direction that our business was going, that we could carry enough work in our own name without... You know, you get a lot of people working these big posh houses, but they're only coming in on the back of the builder. They're not yeah. going in there under their own name. And um, so that was the decision I made three years ago that I thought, well, I, I'm not I'm not working for these people anymore. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's, a lot of them I'm still really friendly with, but it's honestly the best decision that I've ever made. And my stress levels are so different now because I'm not getting these phone calls late at night and pressure. And, you know, yeah. so, yeah, I would say that's, yeah. Do you have an end game or an exit plan to get out of it, or is it just keep, going, um, keep going? Yeah, I would. I, in an ideal world, Chris, I would love to be in a position maybe where, in the future, I could invest in a couple of little properties and stuff like that, rent them out, and then Callie and other people are running the the day to day of the business. I'm picking on 
just little bits of wallpaper in, just poodling about. You know, I, I'm not interested in money. I don't want to be a millionaire. I don't. I, we yeah. spoke we about ain't before. We going to be millionaires being decorators, are we? No, I don't want to be. Yeah. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I just want a happy, good life. My kids grow up well. I think I've done a half-decent job. And then all I want to do is that when they're in a position where they're not financially reliant on me anymore, I just take my foot off the gas a little bit. And I just, you know, think, yeah. right, I'll go do that wallpapering job and a bit of money come back. And I'm not interested in the big money. And just and if I could invest my money, you know, my, my mortgage should be paid here shortly. And if I can invest some money into a property that then allows me to, you know, there's that big thing saying you're not earning money until you're earning money when you're not working. And um, I think to a point I would love to be in that position where I'm not earning major money, but I'm washing my face, ticking over. And I'm so grateful to the, the decorating game. It's given me everything. And I was a dropout of school. I was an absolute nightmare. I'm still really thick now, to be honest. And yeah. I'm so grateful to this trade of giving me the opportunity to travel through Europe and go to some of the best houses you know, at this end of the UK. And I'm so privileged. I, I do generally feel so lucky. So, yeah, cool. that's what I'd say. So, yeah. any final takeaways? If you could put a sign up in Piccadilly for mm. any decorators? Or mm-hmm. anyone listening, what would your sign say? What would my sign say? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say attention to detail and um, attentiveness is the most important thing with our trade. That's it. Everyone puts paint on the walls. Everyone uses a roller. Everyone uses a brush. It, we all do the exact same thing, but it's your attention to detail. If if I could g- give you two really quick examples, really really quick. Yeah, I remember it. I was put onto I was put on a wallpapering job. A chap phoned me up and said, "Oh, we've just had a wallpaper hanger, la 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 la, but we'd like you to hang the next next one." This was a few years ago, Chris. I was about twenty one, twenty two, so about two years ago. And uh, <laughs> ah, and I turned up wish. on the job. Yeah, I turned up. Yeah, I turned up on the job, and the j- chap said, "Just come into the bedroom. I'll show you what the bloke's done." And I said, "Okay." No names. I didn't know who he was. Walk in there and like when you're checking wallpaper out, if you're a wallpaper hanger, your eyes go straight to the balance, to the splices, to the window. There's yeah. certain little things that you think, hello, he's clever. And I walked around and thought, do you know what? This is really decent. And I was like, it's really good. Looked a tricky pattern, purple background, joined really tight. And I was like, looked down, no joins are polished or anything. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't understand what's wrong with it. And I was like, sorry, are you not using this decorator anymore? He went, look down. And I looked down, and there were six dints in the carpet. And he went, that's where he's had his pace table all week. And he didn't protect my carpet. And I felt like saying, mate, if you put an ice cube in there, they'll probably It'll spring up. up yeah. But that's what I'm saying. That, that attention to detail. So now, if you notice, anyone notice on my Instagram, I put couplets underneath my, uh, yeah. underneath my pace table. And I tell you something now, every clientele notices it. Yeah. That, that you're, if we move furniture into the middle of a carpet, old wedge carpet, or anything under to stop it marking the carpet. Yeah. And another example. Oh. So what I'm saying is that he'd, he'd done it. I couldn't have done a better job. Hands up. He'd done a brilliant job. Yeah. I couldn't have done any better myself. It but his attention to detail. Bless him. Well, bless him. I mean, who, who would have thought of that? I wouldn't have thought of that then. Yeah. But he got caught out. And another one, we were working at a, a large hall, la, la, la. And there was a carpenter there who was building this huge library um, bookcase with a ladder that attaches to a bar fantastic work some of the best carpentry i've ever ever seen anyway i pulled up into this like stable area get out and the owner's there and i'm like oh good morning so oh, good morning la 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 and he said we're just going to go through and i said yeah, yeah no worries and then all of a sudden we can hear the noise of a van driving up his drive and it's about a two mile drive 
and you can see this plume of dust. Like, and you, you can't see the van, but you can hear it. And he is hossing down this drive. And you're like, oh my God, I please, I'm not going to say his name. Well. <laughs> please, please don't say this is the carpenter. So sure enough, we, we see the dust. Then the van swings around in, out you get. All right, and I'm looking at the, the owner's face. He is livid, absolutely livid. We go through to this, this area and the carpentry, I swear to God, is some of the best I've ever seen in my life. And he's showing this chap all the hidden little compartments he put in and these secret doors for security where they can hide money and everything. And I'm looking at the owner's face and he's thinking, drive, you've just drove like a prick down my drive. Yeah, like that. And that's it. what I'm trying to, <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm trying to say. So you can do the best job in the world. But like when we turn up, we're dead clean. I drive up drives really slowly. And that's what I'm saying. So that board, guys, it's just attention to detail. Like if you yeah. are that, that just a little bit cuter in your job because you can do the best. Chris, you know this. We know this at our age. Do the best job in the world, but don't hoover up as you leave. Yeah. That all they see is shit on the floor. I, I know I've, it's so I've basic. got customers that say, leave it, I'll hoover up, and I still insist. No, I'll hoover up. I do. Yeah. I do. Mate, we hoover, I've even got a call for Dyson before we, in our van now. <laughs> we're the same, mate. We've got a bit in our van purely for clean. When I do sash windows, mate, we clean them inside now. Yeah. It, it, you know, like we clean them. And they come in and go, whoa, you know. And that's the first thing they notice. They don't see the sweet lines or the shine. They yeah. just see how clean the glass is. So that would be my advice to anyone that, you know, we, we stay really clean, really punctual, really polite. You know, if they say that's the toilet, that's the only toilet you use. We don't roam around the house. We don't. Yeah. I know this is so basic, this stuff, but I, yeah, I it's actually, just the way we when, are. When, but When we do empty houses, because I, I do a couple of holiday lets and what have you, I have a clean mm. <laughs> mm. no it's a great idea for, to, to do an house top to bottom she only charges what 100 quid max I mean mm. and I get mm. it and especially if it's an holiday let or somebody's bought it and they're having it done up to move in I get cleaner mm. in 100 quid I mean don't get me wrong it, brilliant it, idea it, it's on the invoice when I first look at job it goes on 100 quid mm. for cleaner I'll not yeah. say her name 100 yeah. quid for cleaner yeah. and I get her in she goes yeah. and does jobs calls round tells me how much it is I pay her and customer thinks it's great because they're just straight in yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, like I think Wes was saying, we just work like there's cameras watching us, mate. Yeah. We just set up in our room. I've worked in people's houses for three or four months in different rooms downstairs, in drawing rooms and studies. And then as you leave, they go, oh, we'd love you to, you know, look, look, look at one of the bedrooms upstairs for next year. And you're like, no worries. They went, you know where the bedroom is? And I was like, I've not even been upstairs. I've not yeah. even been in that part of the hallway. Like, this is our room. The toilet is there. We have a coffee machine there. I don't need to go anywhere else in your house. And we yeah. pride ourselves on that kind of, yeah. So, and the way we protect stuff and the way we set up, it is proper anal, mate. It's, and it's, it's probably it's a bit just, boring for a lot of people to listen to, but it is what it is. It's when you do a quote and you ask them if there's anything, special requirements, and you put it in the quote, in the notes, they think, ah, he's listened. Mm. And even right down to mm. when I leave, I'll ask them for reviews. And I'll, I've got mm. this tech shortcuts on my phone as keyboard replacement mm. for iPhone users. And I'll fire it from my Facebook, my Google business, my website. And when they've left feedback, if it's a job that's over one and a half grand, mm. I, send, I send them chocolate. Go on Amazon. You can buy a pack of green and blacks for 15 quid. Various bars. Send it them. Thanks for being a great customer and thanks mm. for your feedback. It's not even 1% of the job. Yeah. And no, it's, that's it's like really when you get a little yeah. box from Paint Chat with chocolate in or my paintbrush. Mm. It's just mm. showing you that they appreciate the business and you're not a number. And I don't say with my customers. Mm. 
and it's brilliant. Yeah, I've had one, one pull me up yeah. joking, he shit me up, local building inspector. And he says to me, what are you mm. doing sending my wife chocolates? And I'm like, shit. <laughs> and then he says, I'm only yeah, joking, I've got to keep it on myself now, haven't I? Yeah, <laughs> those underpants were a nice touch as well. You're like, yeah, yeah. that's what I like to do. Yeah, yeah. so, <laughs> yeah, I uh, like anyone listening, I'm thinking more of the young kids and stuff yeah. like that. What I'm trying to get at is that, like, like we were speaking about, you know, you can buy socks for 80p or you can buy Gucci socks for, I don't know, 120 quid or something. It's still a sock. What, why are people willing to pay different? You know, so you've got to think about that as your business. And if you want to get in with that clientele and you want to perform at those levels, not only have your work got to be the top end or the best that you can achieve, but equally, you've got to perform at a different level the way you set up, how clean you are and stuff like that. That's so important, in my opinion. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just the way we run things. So, yeah. so that's pretty old school, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. like, like we we're talking. I about think sometimes it's skills, drilled into, so. isn't it? Depending where you've worked and who you've worked with. Oh God, yeah, it was when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like you know, everything. You know, when you're laying the paints out, the emulsions together, undercoats together, kettles are there. You know, kettles dry out. I, feed I, the kettle I, back I still, properly. I still do it now. Yeah, it's all lined up on job. I'm the same. But I'm the same, I mean, mate. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm not perfect. I served my apprenticeship with council, and I was talking to a friend about this the other day. I could be, one week I could be doing civic work, which was like the dance hall, Mura spec, top end mm. paints, you had to use a wall of mm. brush, you weren't allowed to use a roller. Following Lovely. week I could be sent with Brian and I could be doing what mm. we used to call a COT, which would change a tenancy. Wood chip, white, yeah, like a void. oil base. Yeah, yeah, void. There was nothing yeah, in so between, we... it was one or other. No. Yeah, so I think my tea towards the end were a bit like that, where I was saying before, where you'd work at King's College, and I remember one snag I got, I did a, like a dado rail or a pitch rail. It was huge though. I don't think like it was massive. And he could feel, he ran his finger underneath it and he could yeah. feel a bump but couldn't see it. <laughs> and we're like, uh? He's like, I can feel a bump but can't see it. And that was underneath, like, it was all painted. And you're yeah. going from that level to then two weeks later, you're painting a flag window on someone's back door or we, something. So we, we used to I, I was, I was, I was, I had a mirror, you know, on them little bendy arms. Oh, yeah. And he used to run it yeah, down back at handrail on stairs. You're like, you twat. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Or, or the first thing they do is when they come in a house, fill the top of a door. Yeah. yeah or top, top of a door frame. Yeah, and, but it's got and to we breathe, still carry it? those. You need, you need to leave them bare for yeah. it to breathe so it don't warp. I've, I've used all the excuses in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah, so that's what I mean. So, yeah. and that's probably why me and you, we can talk like this because we, we know, you know, every end of the trade. And like, like we spoke before, you've got some people, you know, and it might upset people that listen to this. And, and I know you probably don't want me to go there, but they're mind, 23, 20. <laughs> well, they're, they're 23, 24. They're doing amazing work. And then they say, this is the best product I've ever used outside. And you, in my heart, I'm thinking, come and talk to me when you're 28, 29, and you see it's last five years, you know, because you only apprentice up to 18, 19, 20. So you're only learning your trade. So this will probably, as a self-employed person, be only two or three years into exterior, like programs within your own company or your own business or whatever you're doing. So, you know, I've been there when I'm 20s and I'm like, this product is meant to be the tits. And then I've gone back on that job. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one. And then I've gone back two years later to paint a bedroom, put my head out the window and I'm like, like, I'll look at the glazer beads and I'm like, oh my God, it's shocking. Did I paint that? Like it has failed badly. Um, So what I'm trying to say is that people, people just need to be a little bit a little bit careful that sometimes us oldies get written off a little bit but it's only because we've 
there's anything that that's happened in the trade has happened to us in it, Chris. Yeah. Like you've got paint on a sofa, you got paint on. I'd, I'd, rather, before, I'd rather somebody you know, learn you're, from you're, my mistakes that prevents them doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how I look. So, like, you know, there's not a lot that people can show me on, and people text me their faults and show me photos. People DM me all the time on Instagram asking for advice, and I'm always humble. I always get back to people, and I always laugh and say, "Don't worry." It's happened to me, you know. It happens to everyone. Still happens to me. Yeah. You know. Sometimes you walk, you walk out to the van, you look down, you're like, "Is there filler on my shoe?" You know. It happens yeah. to everyone. It happens to everyone. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I would, I, I would, I, I think what I would say to people is just show a little bit more grace. And the ones that are calling out other decorators and stuff like that, that would be, that that would be one thing that if I could stop, I'd just Easy, stop it in a heartbeat. Well just to pick fault with someone else's work. Just leave people alone. Just yeah. seriously, everyone's just trying their best. Just leave them alone. Yeah. So anyway, I'm probably upset loads of people. I'm, I'm looking forward so. to this one now. Room 101. Three things you'd been. Right. You know uh, it's a good job you're sitting down, mate, because I'm a grumpy bastard. So you ready for this? I've got free for work and free for life. Is oh, okay? nice. Prepared. I'm like uh-huh. Okay. So so work number one for me. Anyone touches my gear and not puts it back. So yeah, my toolbox is set. If, if you borrow my filling blade and it doesn't go back where you found it and clean, we're going to fall out. Yeah. So when I open my screwdriver set and the screwdriver's not in there or the posse's missing oh, the or po- that nice pos- little allen key is missing. There's a posse, a posse, and uh, posse's together, flats together. I'm with you. Amen on that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, or I get the two-pack out and the hardener's not in there. Yeah. Where's the hardener? Don't know. Where's the hardener that goes with the two-pack? That sort of stuff, that sort of level, yeah, that gives me the shits. Yeah. I, I can't abide it. And I just and the thing is that annoys me is that I treat everyone else's gear how I expect mine. So if I borrowed someone's blades, they'd be clean and put back. So this is not necessarily a nudge at my lads. It's when you're on site and a sparky goes, can I borrow that? My lads knows what I'm like. Sometimes yeah. I find them, I'm like, uh, and they're like, I haven't finished. The gear's still wet. When you see a decorator with filling knives full of filler, I say, you've let it go hard oh. on that. Yeah, oh yeah, just sand it off with, with Festool before. Sand it off, it. yeah. I just think, no, when I've done, I've got a <coughs> sink and I've, I've a, a, a billabag sponge because mm. I use a bucket bottom that's cut with like a two-inch rim for filling. I give that a yeah. wipe, my knives wipe, and I leave mm. them upside down, handle first in a kettle, so to water dry, yeah. off them, and then put them back mm. where they go. Oh, Chris, I'm that anal. I'm that. I I use the old school handles like the Hamilton ones, the wood. I'm that anal that I still clean those handles and oil them like once every six months. I am so old school, mate. I've got I've got a problem. I've got a problem, and I admit that. So, but what I'm saying is, my lads are awesome. But yeah, and uh, so if I can teach Callum to respect his tools and respect other people's tools, then you know. And let's face it, a lot of the brushes now are pretty disposable, and a lot of the brushes you use them, you wash them out, they lose their shape. And it has become a bit of a disposable world, but you do retain certain stuff. And yeah, I, I know where my hole punches are. If I open my drawer and there's one missing, no, yeah. not having it. Where is it? <laughs> oh, it might be in my, my pouch. Don't care. goes back now. Uh, another one I'd say is, another one is cables. I think Wes Wesh it. I, you know, when you've got your headphones on, you've got your mask on and you're fezzing all day and you look and then the fezzy's behind you and all the cables are wrapped up and you try and lift it over steps or over your gear. And they're yeah. caught and you give it a little tug and you look on Instagram and people have laid their stuff out really neatly and the cable's just there and they just pulled it along like a Henry Hoover. And you're like, no, I'm sorry. Like you might start off like that, but once you get into your trade and you get into your job and you're, 
you'll go into that level of renovation then no and you turn around and then you try and change machine and the cables because i keep the each cable with each machine i do yeah so um that's something i was taught because of this arcing shit so um when i change my ets to my rts that cable with the ets stays in the ets i don't take it out I'm, and that's I'm, I'm like it. that because i had a spate of cables packing up and when i run fest yeah we did up, mate they says yep if if you leave the same cable on and you're swapping it machine to machine, it arcs and ruins yep. the contacts. It arcs. I've, I've had an ETS that had two two sockets in the back. Uh, yeah. Within a year, it failed on yeah. it under warranty. Yeah, and they and also talk about shutting the ma- they talk about shutting the machine down while the actual um, extractor's still alive. They talk about that arcing, don't they, or something? Yeah. So that's what they said to me. So now when I shut it down. And don't be wrong, I don't shut it down like everyone, you know, sometimes you do just shut the machine down and you pull the plug out. But I try my best and yeah. hopefully the team do as well, that when we change ETS to RTS, that, that cable stays on the RTS. It is a ball ache and it's a lot easier just to change the machine. But what I'm getting is when the handle's wrapped around the hose, and I know you've got the Velcro things to hold it in, but when you're swapping from machine to machine, cable to cable, I, that I, works I, I well for about, for about an hour. Old, I can't yeah, get on with We're it. the same. It, yeah. it's, it's fine for an hour. And then I've used the ones with the hose, the long hose and the cables inside the hose. But then you're creating that arcing problem again. And then also mine, my screw in kept coming away from the actual hose. Yeah. So then you'd have to unscrew all the sleeve to get to it. Complete yeah. ball ache. So, um, over, put it back on. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the last one was work as probably we've covered it loads was the Instagram thing as in the way other decorators betray each other. Yeah. call each other out and all that lot and i just wish that everyone had just you know maybe i'm a bit a bit mary poppins or something but i just wish everyone just respects each other and know that if someone is walloping a cancer house but he's feeding his two young children and his missus and yeah. saving for a butlin's holiday later in the year or whatever which we've all been there i have yeah you know why why knock them I'll he's trying what, his absolute of best pound 50 holidays i've done <laughs> Me too, mate. Yeah. yeah. I, I went to, um, when I was poorly last year and got out of hospital, we went to Skipsey on Sea and went Robinhood's Bay, Whitby, cheap, that, cheap you know, caravan. Do you know just... how far Skipsey is from me? About four miles. No. Oh, Chris, we could have a cup of tea. I'm, I'm, I, I passed Skipsey on a regular, Skipsey Sands is down road from me. Yeah, that's where we were. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty good to uh, be fair, although I shouldn't have... Skipsey Sands, Skeleton Market. Yeah. That's it. Well, we went from there, Bridlington, on to Scarborough. Love Scarborough, by yeah. the way. Don't know why. I got a real. I, I used to live in Brid for years, and Skips is Did about you? four miles from me. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. yeah so, yeah, and uh, Robinson's Bay and Whitby and all that lot. Yeah, brilliant. But I shouldn't have gone to hospital. I've been out of hospital. Uh, sorry, shouldn't have gone on to holiday. Been out of hospital about a week, and I'd booked it, and the kids were like, "It doesn't matter." And I was like, "Now nah, we'll go." And I was absolutely hanging out of my ass. Yeah. yeah, but it don't matter. We had a really good time. So, and on a personal note, um, I can't stand, and I'll say it really quickly, all three of them, I can't stand anyone with bad manners, yeah. cannot stand bad manners at all. People that are polite, people that are rude to me, rude to my children, rude to customers, people that are just rude around Tesco's, yeah. whatever. Ig- bad manners. You know, manners man- that, you know, the manners cost Yeah, like, like man- yeah, ma- manners make of the man and all that lot. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, and that does, that does. I know Kingsman, I did see that, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah and, and, uh, the other ones are bad hygiene and yeah. bad driving. Bad hygiene, like guys, come on! Like I know you sweat out this time of year, but when you you see people or you work with people, who just I, like with my kids, I tell them about cleaning their teeth. And just some people, you know, I have a shower twice a week. I don't know why. It's got a real like intolerance for bad hygiene. Like yeah. I'm a really hygienic person, so I struggle with that. And bad drivers. Let's face it, we spend a lot of times in our vans driving. 
you know, in Norfolk, we sometimes have an hour commute to get to the other side. God, I sound in Norfolk then. Commute. Oh, yeah. no, it's happened. Yeah. Shit. You'll be growing web no. fingers tomorrow. <laughs> no. And my sister, my, and do you know what? I looked at my sister the other day and I thought, she is banging. No, not really. Um, yeah, I. Uh, She's got amazing. God, breasts. I went Norfolk then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's old years night. We go down where you've been all the while. That's what they're like here. Where you've been all the while. Um, but no, I've got to say, I love Norfolk. The Norfolk people have made me home. But yeah, I, um, God, the commute. Wow. Okay, the commute. Um, yeah, and then you're just following people and they're just bad drivers. And I, I don't know whether I'm getting hot and bothered in the van, but you just know when you're following them, you spot it in a couple of seconds, and you're like, no, I've got no tolerance for this. We, we, so, we get yeah. them here, and they're holiday makers, and I know they come, oh, and they're, 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 they're contributing to economy you... here. Yeah, but they, <laughs> yeah. I've got a few now. They're, they're contributing to economy, but you can see they've got a big car, private plates, tow mm. bar on, drop the van off. Normally. Let's go for a drive yeah. down front Mavis and have yeah. us, get us bearings, yeah. and they're driving everywhere at 20 yeah. miles now, I think. Summer has got, got to no get to work. For, yeah. No indicators. Yeah, no idea where they're fucking going. Eight, yeah, 80 grand breaking. car and indicators don't work on it. Yeah, yeah I know. And, and then they try and park it with parking assist. And you, I actually sometimes stop and think, I'm going to watch this. It's going to be brilliant. It's a bit like when you come out of Ikea, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, it's my favourite thing in the world. Out of Ikea, and you've got a young couple there itching each other's heads, trying to get a free-tier wardrobe in the back of like a Fiesta or something. And she's going, it will go in. And he's got the heavy end. And he's going, it's not going, in. it will. And for me, like you talk about people watching, I could sit there all day with a coffee. I'm like, this is brilliant. Like they should film this and put this on telly. Like the film it is since, <laughs> mate, honestly, I've seen people, yeah, <laughs> I've seen people try and get sofas in like the back of like Astra's. And you're like, you yeah. will not do it. I don't know why they lose their mind around that place. I'll tell, yeah, I'll tell you crazy. what my pay is with traffic. When you sat around about mm. and you're thinking, do I pull out? Mm. And you think, no, there's a car coming. And then they pull off at Buddy's one before <laughs> you. No indicators. Yeah. I could have pulled out. Yeah. Dick. I don't do so. Yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. I mean, roundabout driving is uh, the people that indicate right when they're going straight on. They're the left hand lane. Or, or, they, or they give, right. they're giving way to traffic from the left instead of to the right. I know. Yeah. I know. But saying that, it's about driving. When we drove over to France, different ball game. Yeah. Oh my god! My oh. brother did most of the driving. Oh, don't say I that because that's scared. one of our plans next year. <laughs> well, my brother was an absolute master at it. Yeah, and um, we, we had to drive twelve hours to Bordeaux, and like twelve hours is a lot for him. And he said we went on the old toll road, so they're really easy. And we yeah. stopped, got a coffee. He said, "Do you want to do a couple of hours?" And I was like, "Yeah, mate." I felt like I was a brand new driver again. Yeah, so tricky. Is, is it so really anyone that, that does that? that that's our, that's our oh, plan oh, next mate, year I, to go no, across the fence. I would say that anyone that's got a better skill level than me, no, it's a piece of piss. But for me, it was like, I was all right on the tolls, but on the way back, it was like, uh, oh God, how long was it? 14 hours to get to just to Calais. Yeah. And like, it took you this route. And I said to my brother, I'll take over from here. And then the sat-nav wanted to take us towards Paris. And we're just now, then suddenly riding like through towns and stuff like that and roundabouts and you do get used to it but there is moments where you come out of a junction and you're like oh fuck i don't know where i need to be i actually don't know left to right left to right yeah. and you just don't know and uh i had many of them and my brother just like looked to me like i was that like the worst human being in the world and i was like oh my god like and then what happened when we got through the Eurostar and got into like the uk you come straight on the 
the the M3 or whatever it is, and I'm just like, oh my god, what side do I need to be? And I so I really struggle with like, but other people are like, nah, nah, piece of piss. But I just don't feel I'm a very good driver to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah, but no, you'll fully enjoy it. It was it was brilliant. It cost a fortune though in fuel and tolls and stuff like we, that. Um, like, yeah, we normally we we've just done it. We've been back about what four weeks, five weeks. We've just done Turkey. Mm. But next year, yeah, I love Turkey. Because of my daughter's age, we'd have to do, mm. and she's doing exams. We'd have to go in August, and the year after, we'd have to do mm. August. Because a little lad will be doing SATs. Four and a half grand mm. for two weeks. I'm like, I love Turkey, but I ain't oh, no. for, so we're looking at now mm. uh, driving down to edge of London in camper, booking into an hotel, do three days of travelling into London, bit of sightseeing, down to Eurostar, to France. Do a couple of because they encourage the airs over there where you can park in the campus for next to no because it brings yeah that's right in. yeah 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 they do yeah yeah we're, that's right yeah we're, we're going to do two stops on to your Disney a uh, couple of days there's Airbnb it's eight hundred quid uh, for five nights right on Air uh, right Bang on your Disney so we're going to do a couple of days there because kids are Marvel geeks and they've got a big Marvel thing we're going to have a couple of days doing mm. Paris and a couple of stops on the way back for a couple of days. Back into UK, and back up home, but it was it was it, it's a plan. But one of the injectors has gone mm. up to the camper van, so it's oh, uh, dang it. Bloke's actually it's always something in there. Yeah, he's he's coming tomorrow, bloke, to do it. By mm. the right plan, but getting injectors for it. Well, on your poodle, Dan, you ought to come to the east coast of like England and come into Norfolk and that lot, yeah, and just come down do, the coast do you know what to do? Understand and that lot. Oh, me, me and Scott could do this. We could go in camper and we could do a tour at UK like Max and Paddy. Visit, visiting all people, all decorators of social media. That sounds sensational, doesn't it? <laughs> doing like, podcasts. That sounds all... <laughs> that, well, that, well, that was my that. yeah. That was my biggest thing really tonight. Is I just thought, do I make a load of notes? And I just thought, do you know what? I'm just I Bring haven't it. spoken to you before. I just thought I'm just going to gas to you. And yeah. if I've said anything that offends anyone, or I've come across the wrong way, I haven't meant to. I've just tried to be myself. Do you know all that is? That that's it's, it's my enough. opinion, and it's your opinion, and it don't mean to yeah. say that right opinion. No, that's right. That's yeah. right. And I, I, I just, I, yeah, I, I, I actually, I'm not, not bothered if I'm not like that. Doesn't actually, I'm not looking for that kind of like, that kind of thing out of this. But I just hope that yeah, people see me in a different light. And yeah. and um, you've I've, got to switch I've, I've off to what other decorators times. think of you because they ain't paying your bills. It's your customers that pay your bills, not other. Decorators. Yeah, that's right. And if I'm to be honest, mate, like th- th- that side of things with like the Instagram, I don't follow many people, and that's not because. I'm, I think I'm better than everyone else. It's just that I'm, I'm barely on the thing and I would, I'd miss half the stuff. And, you know, often someone comments on something and I look and I think I'm not even following them. Shit, like, I, yeah. d- I didn't realise. So uh, it's, it's literally nothing personal. And like I said to you on our private chat before we started, m- my Instagram personally is just a work, work per a work portfolio and i do post the occasional thing with the kids and that's something that i've been encouraged to do to show a, a human element to yeah. the business but it's you know it's, it's not something like when i was poorly i didn't post anything like i stayed quiet and just posted old work and would never tell anyone that i was ill yeah. you know and i just i got a tattoo last week i haven't like you know so you i tend to stay pretty quiet about stuff yeah if i can so, so talking to so, social yeah. media where can we find you other than instagram do you do facebook nope nope Website. No, I don't have face. No, don't have anything. So it's so funny you should say that. 
The only reason I got Instagram is literally two years ago, I was involved with a magazine article or something that we were doing. Spoke to the editor and she said, oh, if I could just have your website. And I was like, yeah, I, I haven't got one. Oh, if I could have your social media handle. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't need social media. And she literally went, what is the fucking point? And I was like, oh. And she went, no one can see your work. You can't profile yourself. And if I'm to be honest, Instagram has been the best thing that I've ever done. From the other decorators I've, I've met, from seeing new materials, to this, to people showcasing my work. And Instagram, for me, kicked off with that silly high gloss in the bathroom. You know, I yeah. gained like a thousand followers in a weekend. It that was like, insane, what? Though, just... it? I think that's one at first, if not the first high gloss job. I mean, there's probably mm. been ones before, don't get me wrong, I'm not blowing yeah. smoke up you, but yeah. that was probably, for me, the standout first high gloss job I mm. saw on Instagram. Thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, the funny thing is, mate, we did one before that in a smaller bathroom in a lighter blue. And I actually preferred that because it had small LCD, uh, LED lights, excuse me, by the skirting shining up. Yeah. So they're li literally like there was no. And I remember I took a photo of my hand by the LED light and I was like, anyone that understands painting will understand that is obscene to like achieve that in that kind of lighting. And this is what we're talking about. Old school, old school. That was just brushwork. There's yeah. no spraying. There's no nothing. It's just old school, it's, like it's, it's panel. Like the they call it. It's panel it's painting. Done old school, no spraying. Yeah. Technique and like yeah. you said earlier, yeah. just trust the process. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I'm hoping that that people keep that old school. Like I take glass, of course I do. But now and then I'll still cut it in. It's okay that you do that, you know. And so sometimes I still cut my skirtings in, and sometimes I tape them. It it doesn't mean that the the it doesn't mean the trade's moving in a bad way, but equally, it's really nice to keep those old school standards. And like, because something like that high gloss has only been achieved through old school standards of being able yeah. to panel paint, like, yeah. and be able to understand your product. People go, what brushes do you use? But you know as well as I do, Chris, you, you could have achieved that. Anyone can, but your consistency of your paint has to be right. The conditions have to be right. It's not just the application. So it's understanding the minute you stir it, you think, that's not and you fin it with hot water and, and everything else. So, yeah, so that, yeah, go, going it's, back it's to that, I suppose that, it's going back a bit like today's when you used to do your council jobs. You could just judge how much spirit you wanted in it. You know, yeah. you, you never you thought, can just oh, tell it's 10%, you just you stir it, oh, it needs a no, You more. can just tell if you're, yeah, and so you should. You know, if you've been painting for 30 years, you, everyone puts a bit of emotion on and thinks, oh, that needs a drink. You know, yeah. straight away, you just know, you know. And you know if the brush is wrong, you think, oh, there's something wrong with this brush. It hasn't been washed out properly. Or, and yeah, you just well, change it instantly. You just, yeah, you just know. Everybody has a different brush. I can't go on with Corona's. Yeah. I, can't go on with certain, mm. I can't go on with certain other brushes. Mm. And it's, it's mm. your method, your brush, your way. That's it. Yeah, so that's why, yeah. you know, like, like, like Wes, you know, when he uses his brushes, I don't judge anyone. But that... But that bathroom is what when things change for me on Instagram, like my following suddenly went from like 700 to 1700 in a weekend. And I basically I was a bit overwhelmed by it. I couldn't reply to everyone's comments, everyone asking what gloss it was, what brush I used and everything else. And I was just like, oh, if this is what being an influence is, you can keep it. I have yeah. no interest in that at all. So now I have people DM me, ask me to promote their products, asking me if they can use my photos for this or use it for that. Usually I turn it down. I just want to keep pluding along. I'm not going to... The reason I use Tessa tape, or however they pronounce it, is because is I like it. The reason I use Benjamin Moore is because I like it. Yeah. It's, I'm not saying it's the best, but it's the best for me. Yeah, it's, so, it's, it's what's yeah, your so, style. Yeah, and the, yeah. the exciting thing is I've got two more bathrooms to do in that house. Exactly the same. One's in a really dark red. I can't wait to do yeah. it. So, 
yeah. So it's going to be really good. Do you, but, have, um, do you have any time for hobbies outside of work? Yes, I imagine you do. I do. Oh, do you do? Football? No, I do, yeah. yeah. I still play for two football teams. I play for a Vets team and a Saturday league team, which is I play it, with my lad, Callum. football at your age? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> thank you. Do you know what? I still play centre midfield and still go from box to box. And in most games, if I wear my Apple Watch, I'm running 10 or 11K. But boy, do I feel it the yeah. next day. So the gym, socialising, I'm not a massive telly watcher. I'm a people person. I like meeting up with friends. Yeah, yeah football, gym, spinning. I used to be into darts back in the day. But spinning. I'm just really sociable. And like I s- <laughs> spinning, honestly, mate, different ball games. I've, I've never tried it. I've oh, just always just sort of assumed it's a woman's thing. Right, okay. So let me tell you this, right? I, I broke my ankle twice in one season. I thought, right, yeah. I was 34. Still with my ex-wife. I thought, I'm stopping. She used to do spinning on a Monday. And she went, why don't you just keep your fitness up, spin with me? And I think, yeah, I'm pretty fit. Yeah, I'll be all right. I went spinning with her. And I was the only geezer in the class. It's full of women. I'd say to the greatest respect, aged from about 35 to about 60. And oh, my God, two songs in, I was tasting cake that I ate on my eighth birthday. Yeah. Like it was horrendous. I can, I can These women were they're, they're so off like, they're off like nutters. These women are so fit, yeah. and I thought I've got so much to learn. And I put spinning down to my football. I don't want to say career because it's just Saturday league football. But my football playing days, if you want, have been the longevity of them is down to spinning, no doubt yeah. about it. So I yeah. spin on a Monday night, and I have a spin bike at home. I, and I, yeah, I so see fitness. Them, uh, I see him like gathering outside doors when I come out at gym for spin class in the morning, and I, mm. and I, I know the uh, the instructor that does it, and she's like, sometimes if I'm a bit late to gym, I can hear him, and she's barking at him. I just think, no come on, like that, yeah, let's push, push, him. push, push. Like yeah, let's boom, have you. Boom. I'm thinking, oh, no chance. Yeah, mate, I tell you what, I do is I get on my bike, and I'm like, they rev me up. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking gonna go. Do, for do you know it. what and else? About do you know what else something. puts me off as well? I know you don't watch telly. Did What's you ever that? watch Sex in City? No. Well, they had this bloke in it that Carrie was with main character called Big, and they've just had mm. a, like a mini series follow on from Sex in City called "And What Next." And he, okay, he had a fucking heart attack on his peloton. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, so I just Brilliant. like that. <laughs> yeah, for, that'd be me. Yeah, for, 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 funny enough, one, one of the characters in um, Sex and City, we did some work for one of them. Yeah. So I can't say who it was, but yeah. So, yeah, well, I can guess um, which one it is because there's only one that's normally over here. Yeah, I can't yeah. say. Yeah. But yeah, but, uh, he, he died yeah, but, on but, but heart attack and I just thought that would oh, be me, okay. wouldn't it? Chris, you've got to give it a go, seriously. Yeah. But I say, I normally give it some tut and then I get about three songs in. I'm like, I've gone too early. I've peaked. Oh, yeah. shit. And then I'm tasting my dinner. I'm t- tasting my breakfast but um, I do that when really I'm doing barbell squats out. on a Monday morning I can taste my shreddies oh my god squats <laughs> you can keep your squats I do you, them you can taste I don't shreddies and then you try and all the farting at the other end of it oh my god yeah <laughs> oh my god I'm the biggest farter exercising like spinning they say to me, come on me. clench and I think you don't know how much I'm clenching because I'm holding <laughs> one so I'm out <laughs> yeah you get in the motor and yeah, I'm I'm a bit like that with sit-ups, but spinning is terrible. Like, and you have people around you think I'm going to have to hang on to this, and then then you become uncomfortable. Yeah. Then you think you might need a wee. Yeah, it's horrendous. And but then, um, and then when you've had protein horrendous. shakes, that doesn't help neither. Oh God, yeah. yeah. But luckily, because when I was poorly with COVID last year, I've still got no sense of smell at all. Yeah. So nothing. Like, and my that is a God's gift in a van with my brother driving to France. Trust me, <laughs> that is a gift. That right there is a gift from God. 
Like, yeah. thank you. And he'd look at me and go, you can't smell that. And I'd be like, nope. And he's well, like, egg, wow. Eggs is so, my favourite food, and majority of the time it's banned in our house. Yeah, yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah, that's that's not so nice second-handed, is it? That no. one. So, so but, getting um, back to Insta, who are you digging on Insta mm, at the moment? Right, okay. So I've got a li- I, no, but I've got a list, and I, I want to read them out because I don't want to go. Oh, there's so many I've forgotten. So I would say the the day-to-day people that I speak to um, is little Mike at um, MES. He's lovely, yeah. and I heard him call me out. Um, yeah. I was actually on holiday when I listened to that podcast and he said some really lovely things about me and it was just so humbling and he actually texted me and said I've I've spoken about you on the podcast I was like oh and I was fairly new to catching up with podcasts and a lot of it passed me by and people would say did you hear that you've been mentioned I'd be like no 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 and then I'd give it a listen so he is lovely I spoke to him about a line wash he did and he looked like he absolutely smashed it out of the park and he is just someone like I was saying that is on the process of becoming probably a very 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 top yeah. end good decorator that he's still keen to learn he's trying to do all the right processes and i should i don't know how old the, the chap is and i'm not belittling him but in the next few years he'll be flying on to like a really different level of decorating so yeah. he's really it, nice it, it is nice Hannah, I, i'll stand back now and look at some of them think you can tell they're going to be cracking look look what they're like yeah, at their just, age. What no, they're like when they just older. say all yeah yeah they just say all the right things and they're so keen to learn and so, uh, all the comments I get, I always on Instagram. If anyone comments on my work, I always say thank you. If anyone DMs me or or wants to speak to me, I always answer them. I always try and be really honest. But anyway, yeah. So Hannah at uh, Color Coated, I sometimes speak to her, and she's awesome. Always tries to do a really nice job, and I just like how efficient she is. And normally her standard of work is so high. And I agree with her. She's got this real issue of female decorators and decorators. She's like, why can't I just be a decorator? And I was like, yeah. I agree. Completely agree. Yeah. It's, it's so not about I think your she's gender, pretty awesome. It's about you pull your whites on your no, decorator and no, it isn't. It's like is it is it Katie? At, oh, I'm going to get it wrong. Is it Rowan Tree? Yeah, she does some amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah, amazing. So what? Because she's a woman, I should be astounded by that. No, not yeah. at all. There's women in my class at college. But yeah, yeah. so um, there's Matt at CPS, who's one of my really good friends. He's in Norfolk. He's now turning out some really really nice stuff. So check him out, CPS Matt. He's lovely. Um, and obviously, we spoke about Saxby. Yeah. At, um Cambridge. Speak to him all the time. He's just on that high gloss front door. Amazing, amazing colour. How do you how do you say the colour again, Chris? Brinjal. What was it? Brinjal. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. B-R-I-N-J-A-L. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and he does lovely work. Also, I wanted to mention Tucker. So yeah. not many people mention him. He's always doing some cracking stuff. Seems a really good sprayer. And I spoke to him the other week and he just said he, he was talking about wanting to work at a higher level or slightly different, but just doing everything he can for his family. And he's working really hard for his kids and everything. And I just said so much respect for him. And I was like, you know, we, that, that's exactly how I was. Yeah. I don't mean to belittle it. Family first. He's age, and he's so much more further forward than what I like. That I just smashed. That was really nice to see from WKPD Wicked Blue Ice or whatever it is. Yeah, he he is awesome. And the only person that I know that's probably as skillful as making cakes as he would be decorating. He his work's obscene. I know everyone picks on it, but he's he's really really good, and he he does a really nice standard of work. And I know he called me out. But I'm not calling him out just because he called me out. I generally like his work. I learn a lot of tips from him. We share tips with each other. 
and he's a really good guy. And lastly, on this little bit, is Scott Barney, who I think gave me my first ever call out on the on the pod. Yeah. Um, ages ago, when he said Mark Hutch Hutchin uh, Hutchinson Wallpaper, and I I remember listening to that and thinking, oh my god, another decorator likes my work and is even talking about it. I yeah. was blown away, like wow. <laughs> and then actually, for like la- lads who I think are just like doing the top end, one is Hamilton's. Yeah. I think they do some really nice stuff on Instagram. They look like really good, and the other one I've never heard of. Much of your setup, what I see them doing, I just think, yeah, they look very similar. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say so. But I, I, you know, I wouldn't see myself in their league. But they're doing some really amazing stuff. They seem good guys. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so yeah, I just like their finish and the way they present their work. And the other one, and you may have heard of him. Not many people talk about him. Is Nevins, Um, Mark Nevins. So they're in Scotland. His name's Mark Nevins. I think the company's called Nevins. And uh, he is a bit of me all day long. So he grains, he marbles, proper old school. He hangs the top-end wallpapers, de Gurneys and stuff like that. I'm in the middle of a de Gurney commission at the moment. And he's, he's, like, he's everything I would like to be, as in that he can grain top-end, marble top-end, spray, paint, Hang top end wallpaper, do wiping all the old sorts, all old school side of the like wipe, wiping glaze, distressing, aging. I have more interest in that than spraying. Yeah. So, because the way I see it is, if you've got a good spray setup, you can within a week you could teach someone to spray paneling. You know, as long as your setup's right. If if, if you prep, you know, but if that preps there, the spraying's yeah. easy. It is, and I'm not belittling spraying because we've got four sprayers and we do spray, and of course. You look at some things, you think, I'm going to spray that. That'll save so much time. But that old school element of wiping glaze, graining, marbling, gold leafing, stenciling, which is what I'm proper into. And there's no call for it anymore, I know. So it's an absolute like tombstone comment. But I love it and I want to get better at it. And when I see him painting like limestone outside a house and matching it in with the existing limestone and distressing it, Liam Jensen another one isn't he he who yeah. puts the age in i should have i should have said him earlier doing some absolute astounding he, stuff he's got like and i like the way he's a bit of me the way ages. Flair, yeah we're the same you know we'll, we'll get mdf and make it look like grain or we'll get beams that we can't strip and we'll make them look like wood and stuff like that and you know we'll make fireplaces look like they're black but they're they're metal like we yeah. did a really good one a few years ago and we just could the person was in television we just couldn't post it but we made it look like the metal, the, the black had worn and metal was coming through like brass. It looks so, it was just so, so proud of that work and you can't share it. You just can't share it. You're not allowed to. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Nevins, if you guys, yeah. And if anyone knows him, um, even like the lad at um, Edinburgh's Decorators, I don't know, his Robinson's, is it? He's a nice lad, yeah. always comments on it, always asks about my family. So, yeah, so there's a lot of good guys. I've probably missed a couple as well. So, yeah. so sorry if I've missed you. Your, your chance to call some out. Who would you like to see on a Bobcast? Who would I like to see on a Bobcast? Oh, on a Nevins. Bobcast, Nevins. Nevins. Yeah, straight away. Yeah. So, because he, uh, the bloke's called Mark. So, straight away, I like him. It's a great name. And I really, really like the way he's still honouring the traditional side of our trade. And when yeah. you watch him, he's got an apron on and stuff like that. And just everything that chubs me out, basically, is all that side of the trade that I absolutely love. I still wear aprons. I still work out at one side of the kettle. And I'm, I'm a dying breed, I think, at my age. But we still spray and we still tape. And I like to think we're a fine mix between the two. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would, I'd love to hear. Yeah. 
but he um a- anyone like that but um yeah or hannah at color coated get her on she's got an interesting story where she's she's come over from poland been in the trade five tried, or six years and is doing some really really good stuff tried a few times, really don't think it's ever gonna happen shocking yeah shocking yeah. Shocking. I think we need to bribe her or something. Maybe you should say that she could come on the camper van tour with you and Scott. That would sell it to anyone, surely. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and, and also yourself, Chris, if I'm allowed to brown nose you ever so slightly. But what you do here is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I love listening to the podcast. I'm fairly new to it. You, like tonight, you're giving up your time. And what's the time now? 11 o'clock. I talk way too much. And yeah. here you are giving your time for nothing. You're probably thinking, shut up now, mate. I'm I tired. don't mind. You're uh, here. I'm, I'm one of them no, sad people. All my hobbies revolve around work. Uh, I'm a little bit like that as well, mate, to yeah. be fair. And I just, I think what you're doing here doesn't get the credit it deserves. And I, like, I, luckily, you made me feel proper comfortable. I've probably said loads of stuff I shouldn't have done. And I've just <laughs> talked talk from the heart. But what I'm trying to get at is you've created that. And how you do this every week, the way you do. And you give, you give people that haven't got a voice a chance to just... Yeah, I don't know anyone that would be interested in my story, but I appreciate you giving me the You'd chance be surprised. to talk about you, you, it, so thank see, you. See, I, I get a mm. bit of feedback, but the people that are on get more feedback than I do, which is what it's about. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's shining mm. the light on you. It's not mm. It's not about mm. me, it's about you. Shining the light on you well, guys. I, I, I appreciate that tiny bit of limelight. I'm happy to step out of it now, though, and just yeah. get, hide behind hide behind my uh yeah i don't know in the shadows but um yeah so that, so that's what i would say if not even the matt of cps get him on as well yeah. my old mate yeah. yeah so no worries but yeah I, I appreciate everything chris so thank yeah. you no problems you've been great to have on i really appreciate you giving your own time up you know it's uh, no, you're right. I, I do appreciate anybody i mean yeah i do my time but it's it's something i created but it's nice mm. that other people give the time up and to come on it well, I mean, you started a conversation calling me a legend, so that put me on a downer straight away, didn't it? I mean, how on earth did I live up to. up to that? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. So hopefully people listen to this to think, oh, he seems all right. Yeah. So, yeah. no worries. <laughs> nice one. Well, cheers, Mark. You're a star. Cheers for You're welcome. On. Appreciate Thank you. Thank you. You're cheers. welcome. Thanks for your time, Chris. Cheers. cheers. Bye. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts as we delve into people's lives and stories, whether it be the ups, downs, wins and losers. We've all been there in some shape or form and we aren't alone. I'd really appreciate it if you're enjoying these, if you could show your support by subscribing, sharing and maybe even leaving us a cheeky review on iTunes.